106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Joe Biden's been one train wreck after another. Just take a look at what he's doing out at NATO. Ay, 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 these people. These people don't believe our representative. He disgraced our nation with his humiliating surrender in Afghanistan. Inflation is now, as you know, just reported highest in over 40 years. Gas prices are the highest in history. Gentlemen, it has been a, a pleasure and an honor to meet you and uh, your, your people. The U.S. government supports you in every possible way, ideologically, of course. However, we cannot offer any military aid at this time. With all due respect, Ambassador, we need more than that. We are dealing with terrorism on a daily basis. Oh, that's unfortunate. Warlords overrun villages. Yes, that's a regrettable. Rapes, tortures, all manner of uh, human atrocities. That's really sad. But uh, the U.S. military is simply spread too thin. We can't afford another intervention at this time. But what we could use your help with, really, is protecting our vulnerable, plentiful, and newly discovered oil reserves. Oil? Excuse me one second. Operation Golden Eagle is a go. Welcome to democracy. Uh, we also have natural gases. Oh, yes, a lot, lots of it. We live in a plutocracy. That means that it's run for and by corporations and corporate elites. As long as these politicians are in the pockets of corporate America, they will continue to divide us through racial, religious, party, and sexual lines so they can bend us over and do us right up the keister. Your corporate uh, tax loopholes, I'm dumber for hearing that. You got the three I'm skitty bobs. You got I'm skitty bob blows me away. You got I'm skitty bob all night and day. You got I'm skitty bob. There's nothing more to say. Who hired these geysos? These corporations want you to believe in conspiracy theories so you don't see the truth that's right in your f***ing face. <laughs> oh, you've got that right, Jack. Yeah, hi. This is just a little message to all the white people who think they know what the hell they're talking about about this Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. <laughs> Stay in your freaking lane. You do not have the right to talk about black people and their issues. I'm sorry, are you black? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, are, are, are you a black person of color? Yeah, I didn't think so. Because there are rules, okay? If you are a black person, you are allowed to hit, go up and hit a black man because you're protecting, you heard his speech, if you're a black man protecting black people, then you can hit a black person to protect black people, which is okay. Violence isn't good, but if you're white and you... Okay, if you're white, you can hit 
you can't hit if you're black. If you like Russian people, you're racist and you just know that. True. tonight man it's a beautiful night here in uh, northern california up here in the uh, top 24 counties i'm in yuba county that's where i'm sitting here tonight and we're preparing this episode 157 to come out on uh, april 2nd and that's on saturday morning so you're listening to lou benninger at no hostages radio and our habit is to do this once a week and uh, now we've added a live show called Live with Lou, and you can listen to that it on a live stream off live365.com. Go there, click on radio, and put in KMYC. So wherever you're listening from, whether it's local and you want to listen on your tablet or your phone or something, something, you don't want to listen on old school radio. But if you're very far out, we don't have a signal that goes that far, not all the way across the state or in the United States, so... If you want the live, the live version of Lou, you can go to live365.com and then click on KMYC or, or put in KMYC, and it should be uh, playing there uh, if it's from 10 to 1 left coast time. So you have to figure that out. But that's something we've added. We started with live, and then we went to podcast, and then we back to podcast and live. So we're going to do this podcast here for... <clears throat> My part is six 20-minute segments, and then I have some clips that separate the segments, and uh, a guy named Tanner Martis from Conroe, Texas, puts that all together and makes it sound good. People people compliment all the time. They said, that not, whoever you have doing that for you, man, it makes it look sound good and smoke, uh, flow smoothly. So, um, you know, it's all <clears> – <throat> this whole this show – uh, which is, is I'm kind of the face of it, <laughs> but there's all kinds of people that are participating now from Tanner and then uh, Santos Vigil over here in, in Yuba City uh, helping with the radio show or down here in Marysville. And then we have people around the country that a lot of them used to live here uh, that are, they're, they're a part of the diaspora away from California. And uh, they're sending me stuff, and and from Arizona, Missouri, and and uh, Florida, and all over the place. So it's fun, and uh, thank you so much, everybody that's listening, and everybody that knows I'm talking about you. Uh, just know that I'm I'm not going to name drop you, and uh, violate your privacy. But I just appreciate you, and appreciate uh, our friendship over the years, and appreciate the fact that you're interested in this show and you want to help. So uh, if you are, are new to the show or you've never got involved in this, if you want to help, you, I'll give you my uh, uh, email. And also you can text things to me. Uh, you can email me at L-O-U, that's how I spell Lou, and, and for me, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com, nohostagesradio.com. And uh, obviously, by saying that, you know that we have a website, nohostagesradio.com, that you can go over there and peruse around and listen to a, uh, any podcast of those, all that we've done, plus read articles over there. 
But uh, that's our email. And you can also uh, text me or call me on my phone at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. And uh, again, if you want to call, just uh, I don't mind calls after hours, but we are on the left coast. Just hold that thought. Or you can text me anytime and I will respond and, uh, and acknowledge that I got your, uh, your offering or your contribution to the cause here. And uh, so uh, thank you so much. Thanks for all your encouragement. And uh, thank you also those that are su- supporting uh, the different uh, business entities that have chosen to support this show. It's making a, it's making a big difference locally. Uh, you know, uh, they're all local businesses here. A lot of them are service businesses, and uh, one of the uh, the folks that listened said, "Hey, I finally I finally got my lawnmower and took it over to All Power Services." And uh, different people tell me that I dropped I dropped this off and met Will Fanning that you talk about. What a nice guy! And I said, "Yep, he's a nice guy." Now we just need to get your lawnmower fixed. <laughs> the grass is growing around here, and and Yuba Duba. So. Uh, all right, well, we're ready to start, and let me see if I covered everything. I think so. Uh, oh, this is the, if you want to if you want to hear a recording of this. So you you know, people tell me they start listening and then they get interrupted, and this happens and that happens. You can always go to the website, nohostagesradio.com, or you can go to Live with Lou Facebook site, and we post it over there as well. So um, so that should be there. I was going to say, oh, I wanted to give a shout out to the Territorial Dispatch, which is a uh, a small uh, weekly newspaper that I used to write uh, two articles a week for many, many years. And then that changed ownership and the new owner wanted to do things a bit differently. So he runs an article when he wants to. So um, but I wanted to give him a shout out because they give me a shout out in the in the newspaper every week. And it's a very nice ad, very complimentary, and, and uh, kind of directs people over here if they want to listen to the show uh, or over to KMYC, the local show. And uh, so if you, want to, if you want to check a weekly newspaper out, it's a free newspaper. You can uh, get it at your, the stores around the area, or you can go online and, and look up Territorial Dispatch. Uh, the Territorial Dispatch, you can read the whole paper online if you want. It's a conservative-style newspaper. It gives a different view than, you know, Johnny Shot Sally, that type of thing. Well, okay, let's get started. I wanted to mention I, uh, the veterans. You know, remember with the Veterans Administration before Donald Trump came into office? It was just a mess. And veterans were saying they were waiting in line to get service, and, and they, they the people would lose their appointment. They would lose their files. It was just a uh, a major mess. People were ripping. There were there were pedophiles working there, perverts working there in the Veterans Administration. There were people go, getting bonuses for performance, and yet veterans were dying in the lobby. I mean, it was just disgusting. And Trump really uh, helped it turn around. And then now it's starting to go back the other way. So this says the VA recognizes transgender day of visibility. And uh, says the VA serves all who served and is committed to being a health care provider for LGBTXYMZOPQ plus veterans. VA provides affirming high quality tra- care for transgenders, gender diverse and non-binary veterans. Care includes routine health services, mental health care 
and hormone treatment. You know they got a lot of mental health care if you got some transgender and gender diverse and non-binary dudes running around. That's heavy on the mental health. And it says be visible in your support. Find your local facilities LGBTQ plus 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 veteran care coordinator here. And there's a place you can. So right now the whole country has got all excited about transgenders and all this stuff like like just every other every other person on the block is one. But it's a I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little talk about myth and reality here in a minute and what you're gonna learn about. Oh, this uh, deceptiveness in the news, you know, talk, 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 talk about it. Like, oh, it's all happening. It's going on everywhere. I always tell people that are doing drugs uh, that, uh, you know, I said, when you do drugs, that's the culture you hang out with because you feel comfortable with that group. And, and your sense is that everybody's doing drugs. But the fact is, everybody isn't doing drugs. I'm talking about illegal drugs. Everybody isn't doing illegal drugs. And the big secret, I've, when I used to speak in jail and juvenile hall uh, multiple times a week, I would tell them the biggest secret in town is all the people that used to but don't know Mo. They're done, and they've got a good life. They got back with their family. They're, they're clean. They're going to meetings. They're going to church. They're going to this. They're going to that. They found a purpose in life that left out narcotics or alcohol and so uh, you can do the same and i'm going to give you a pitch about that with dr cassidy in a minute because we're helping people every single week boom 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 calls 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 and we're getting people hooked up with services and and seeing people change their lives so if you feel trapped out there maybe you're even on maybe you started off on some medical needs like pain maybe you had some pain meds had some surgeries and and then you just kept on them because they felt good and you had a little achy left. If you want to get rid of that, we can help you with that. Okay. So there's all kinds of funky bills going through the California legislature. And some of you people that left California that used to, we used to kind of hang out together. Uh, you're saying, see, I told you, <laughs> see, I told you. And uh, so one of the, one of the, I'm going to read a list of them. They'll blow your mind. Somebody sent, uh, I was heading over. I had a little eye surgery and, uh, and I, I couldn't see very well. And so now I can see right through people. And this uh, Dr. Pranav Amin in Yuba City just like did me right. And he, he like did one eye. And then I said, I like that so much. Why don't you do the other one while you're, while you're at it? And uh, slick, slick me all up. And um, so anyway, um, what was I going to tell you about that now? Forgot what I was even going to tell you about my, my situation. I'll have to go on and and uh oh anyway uh i was looking at these bills and one of them uh oh i was over at the eye doctor and somebody uh sent me a, a clip and said lou this can't be right this can't be right we're connected on facebook they said this this bill is going to allow people to kill their baby after it's born not not partial birth abortion but after it's born if they have buyer's remorse birth remorse uh, and it's already the child's laying there in the in the uh, the the uh, in the bed. It's laying in that little cradle thing, and they could still decide, ah, I don't want to keep it. It's not a keeper, right? And you throw it back in the water. 
So uh, that's one of the bills. But this is a bill that uh, Kevin Kiley was raising a, a big stink about. It was AB 1993 forces every business to mandate the COVID, COVID vaccine for workers. And uh, we're seeing many businesses uh, do, do it, but uh, most of them don't do it, don't mandate COVID vaccine for workers. And uh, so uh, Kevin Kiley uh, was rallying everybody to, to fight this. Kevin Kiley is an assemblyman here uh, just, just south of us. It's running for Congress now. And he says, but first, he said, I want to tell you about yesterday. The supermajority, which is Democrat, finally allowed a hearing on my bill, which was uh, the bill um, to, okay, hold on. Let me, I'm getting these things confused. So AB 1993 is just what I said. But then Kiley, uh, he says they were going to allow him to put forth a bill. And that was to reduce the gas taxes. And and so when he got there to promote it, uh, they not only proceeded to vote against it, but used the occasion to turn the bill into a massive tax increase. In other words, they changed the, the guts of the bill. So they hijacked the bill. Uh, it's called a, a carjacking or a billjacking. The chair of the committee thought she'd come up with a clever way to raise taxes without having to take responsibility. Instead, she suffered one of the most humiliating uh, moments at the Capitol in recent history. So in other words, they were taking uh, an attempt to reduce gas taxes and, and tried to make an increase in taxes. Um, so uh, AB 1993 was pulled, I understand. And so it's not it's not going to be heard anymore for now. The COVID thing. Now, I want to uh, I don't know whether you've sometimes I play a clip by Ali Beth Stuckey. She's she's quite a uh, character and, and almost like an actress and very bright. And uh, she tweeted this. She said, normal adults don't tell kids to keep secrets from their parents. Normal adults have no inclination to talk to five to nine year old children who are not their own children, about sex and gen gender switching. You know who does that? Perverts and predators. I want you to just think before the last several years, and if I told you that somebody uh, in the neighborhood was getting really close, some adult was really getting close to five to nine-year-old kids, and speaking to them and, and sort of dividing them from their parents or telling, telling them secrets and not tell their parents and uh, talk to them about their sex life, five to nine-year-olds, you would arrest that person, right? We would arrest those people. Those people are mental. They're perverts, right? And now we allow teachers and counselors in school to do just this. They're perverts or predators, and don't back down from them. Don't back down. I had a mother on the phone today. I was trying to get some pest control help, and, and I, I didn't know who I was talking to, and, and the people go to the ch same church I do. And uh, anyway, we got to talking. She said, my, my daughter goes to high school up here in our community at Live Oak High School, and she said uh, she's on the softball team, and she's getting ready to play her last year, and then she's moving on, got a scholarship. Done, you know, it was really good, really positive. And she said, so she's getting ready for softball, and they said, you got you got a test. Every day or once a week, once a, once a day or every week for an outdoor sport. And so the mother went in and just said, that ain't going to happen. Stan, that's not going to happen. 
And they said, well, she just, she won't be able to play and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, instead of the lady just saying, well, that's a bummer, 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 right? She went in, she, she looked on Peggy Hall's website called the healthy American.org, the healthy American and ammoed up and found out the rules and the laws and the codes and went in and wrote, wrote her little statement to the school and showed it to him and just said, uh, she does not have to be tested. Da, 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 da. And they said, and she said, besides that, I want an ath- athlete release and I'm going to have my daughter, uh, go play for a competitive high school and a competitor. And that doesn't test. And she said, she kind of talked to, she said, I want to talk to your boss, the superintendent about this. So then she changed her mind when she left and she called back and she said, no, just have him put it all in writing. In fact, she had them sign her document that stated all the reasons that she's opposing testing, COVID testing. And, and she had the employee sign it. And the employee had to get permission to sign it. But then she said, now I'm holding you responsible. And I, when I take you all to court, you're coming into court with us because you, because you acknowledge you got this. And she said, I want you to have the superintendent put it in writing. She called the next day, have the superintendent put it in writing. Why we're testing my daughter. In six hours, she said, she got a call from the superintendent or from a representative and said, oh, uh, we've now stopped testing all students in this, in this situation. That's, that's what a little backbone and getting your powder dry and your ducks in a row and your marbles out and going in and throwing down. That's what it does. Just took a, a solid mother and her husband, who were confident in what they believe, they know what they're talking about, and then they got some research, and they went in and stood up against the school and uh, kept her daughter in senior years of, of softball, didn't have to switch schools, but stood up for what's right. There's nothing right about testing. There's nothing right about taking the jab. There's nothing right about about any of the COVID rules. They they have now all been proven to be fallacious, to be fraudulent, to be mind control, person control, manipulation. And that's that's what we're talking about. And it takes human beings to stand up against tyrants. Tyrants, it's just like a bully. They really look strong until you take a two by four to the side of the head and then they, it tones them down. It just tones them down. So that's what needs to happen. And so I just give a shout out. Am I going to give the name? And I don't want to create a big disturbance for the young young person. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to that couple who are just wonderful people. And they're not rude people. They just they just stood their ground. And I'm telling you, uh, parents that are have your kids in the public system, what I call the propaganda system, the government system, stand your ground and speak the truth. Just keep speaking the truth. I, I, a guy texted me today, a former police officer, and, and said, hey, I think something's going to break on this situation, that situation, in corruption and stuff. And he was saying, don't you think that's a good thing? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm actually thrilled. Uh, but I just said, I don't know whether it's going to work or not. But I said, the, the bottom line is we just keep doing the right thing. We keep standing up for right whether we lose or win. 
right? You just do the right thing. So I want to talk to you. Uh, there's just a, uh, a little bit of time left. Let me just, well, I don't have time to do that either. Um, let me just start down here. I want to talk about myth, myths versus media reality and versus reality. Myth and media and versus reality. So the media is a propaganda arm of the left and, and the, of the enemy of evil in this country. And that's the same as Pravda was. Pravda is Russian for truth. And Pravda was the media for the Soviet Union during the Cold War. And now we have Pravda, but they just don't call it that. And we have all the media that is projecting what they call truth, but it's not truth. It's a lie. But it pretty soon it becomes what's believed if you just say it enough and people believe a lie. So I'm going to tell you some things that you think, wow, I think that's true. Oh, it's not true. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute. We'll be right back. After the liberation of the concentration camps, the full extent of Nazi horrors were finally exposed to the world, and people demanded justice for the unspeakable atrocities committed during the Second World War. Millions of lives were lost in death camps, and the Holocaust survivors who had witnessed and experienced the Nazis' barbarism firsthand wanted those who were responsible to pay for their crimes and brutality. There were some rare examples of SS guards who did not flee from the approaching Allied armies, but rather took care of the sick prisoners and delivered food and medicine instead. After the liberation, those sick prisoners rose up and spoke on those kind guards' behalf to save their lives. However, there were many guards who were cruel and merciless until the very end, and people's courts were created to try them. These guards were accused of abuse, torture, and murders beyond their orders, and the survivors had plenty of evidence. On some occasions, it seemed simply impossible to keep a peaceful, impartial atmosphere in court, like with this mother facing the murderess of her son. In February of 2020, a state-run Chinese research institute seeks a patent on the use of remdesivir to treat coronavirus. Based on the results of a single patient, in April of 2020, Anthony Fauci cited a study which he said proved remdesivir could block coronavirus. He claimed the study showed that remdesivir was safe and efficacious in the use against the Ebola virus in 2018 and 2019. But this was a lie. If one were to actually look at the study, which was testing four different drugs against Ebola virus, they will find that the safety board pulled remdesivir out of the trial six months early because over 50% of patients who received it died. Fauci quoted a second study in support of his mandating the use of remdesivir, a study conducted by the makers of remdesivir, wherein 53 patients with COVID were administered the drug for 10 days. 23% of them suffered from multiple organ dysfunction syndrome, septic shock, and acute kidney injury. 8% of them had to be taken off the drug after only five days because it was killing them. After the CCP and Fauci recommended the use of remdesivir, the U.S. secured the world's supply 
and began treating Americans with it. COVID patients immediately began suffering kidney failure, which was then blamed on COVID, even though studies by the manufacturer show that remdesivir causes it in 23% after only a few days. When the kidneys fail, the lungs fill with liquid, which is how thousands have died in the hospitals, being put on ventilators, and it's all being blamed on COVID. But if we read the fine print, we see that this is to be expected with remdesivir. And this has happened before. YouTuber Jamie Deluxe recently compared two patients from the past, Freddie Mercury and Magic Johnson, both diagnosed with HIV around the same time, both advised by none other than Anthony Fauci to take the drug AZT. As Freddie Mercury took heavy doses of the deadly drug, his health quickly deteriorated until he died. Magic Johnson started taking it, but it made him feel worse, and so he stopped. The media storm surrounding Magic Johnson's condition immediately disappeared after he stopped taking AZT and never mentioned it. And Magic Johnson is alive and healthy today. This is how they kill us. They sow fear with mainstream media pop culture lies and kill us with deadly drugs in the hospital. Just like the so-called vaccines, which the FDA was full aware of how deadly they were back in October of last year, where they published all the side effects we are seeing today in the vaccinated, while failing to include them in the vaccine inserts. For copies of these documents and for healthy treatment, you can go to Dr. Artis's website. So um, I wanted to talk about myth and media versus reality. And um, yeah, I've just seen if my my little deal was recording there. So let me let me give you some of these things. Uh, immediate, the, the, the basis for this is Americans uh, have been being brainwashed for years. And most people just are so glued to the tube and don't do any research on their own that they uh, have been totally taken in that. Capitalism is wrong. Free enterprise is wrong. Uh, democracy is wrong. Uh, Christian uh, foundations of this country is wrong. Everything's wrong, wrong, wrong with America. It's a bad, bad, bad. Even though people are breaking the, the doors down and the walls down of America trying to get here. And um, so it says Americans are being brainwashed uh Regarding the demographics of the U.S. population, that's the uh, breakdown of the population with different flavors and different ages and all that. Yet it's getting to the point where the average family in a TV commercial will soon consist of a black man, white woman, and two Chinese kids. Here are perceptions versus reality from YouGov polling. That's uh, U.S. Census stats. Most people believe African Americans account for 25% of the U.S. population. The reality is they are 13%. Candace Owens actually says that if it weren't for abortion, they would be 
25 or 26 percent of the population. But the Democrats have done had a very successful effort since the times of the slaves of killing them off and keeping them down to a minimum. Kind of like. Anyway, I'll go on. A statistic which has changed hasn't changed in decades. In other words, 13 percent because they, the uh, Margaret Sanger and uh, eugenics people, those are people that pick out uh, ethnicities that they don't like or they think they're human weeds and they want to pluck them from the earth. And they've done a really great job at keeping the, the, uh, p- the percentage of African-Americans down to 13. Um, so most Americans believe interracial couples comprise 60% of America. I never really thought of that, but I, I know interracial couples. I know a lot of my friends are. The reality is 10%, uh, and this is, this includes all forms of racial intermarriage with no particular favoritism or bent to any particular group. Most Americans think Muslims account for 27% of the U.S. population. The official t- statistic is shocking. Muslims account for less than 1% of the U.S. population. And recently I've got to meet quite a few Afghan folks that uh, follow Allah, and uh, we've been having a good time. Uh, sorting through things and thinking things through and and uh, realizing everybody's got some issues they're trying to work on and trying to raise kids and kids that got personal problems and relationships and money, making enough money and broke down cars and just solving problems. Americans also think transgenders account for 21% of the U.S. population. That's according to U.S. Census. The reality is that they are far less than 1% transgenders i'm talking about also unlike what was reported in the uh, unlike what was reported the 2020 u.s census actually showed that the white population increased since has been increasing since 2010 now isn't your impression mine is i've been i've I've had some of these impressions myself now i knew some of them uh, exactly because i do a lot of reading but i've been under the influence uh that the white people just ain't having many babies but this says uh, that's not true. Now, I know in our church, people have been having babies lately. It's been happening. Lots of little ones, which is kind of fun. And this is the power of advertising. I want you to think on your friends, your family, your coworkers, all those you hang out with. Do they, do they mirror what Americans believe? Or would they be shocked by the stats I just re- read? And, uh, you know, check it out. But I'm telling you that that there is a propaganda and there's a perception that's being uh, portrayed in the media to fool you, to fool you. Like, oh, transgenderism is just normal. Gay is just normal. Having transgender doing story time is just normal. So the other thing that, uh, you know, uh, for uh, Black History Month, Joe Biden's presidency passed out the crack pipes, right? So the impression is, that blacks just kind of started getting it together in the last 50 years, 60 years. But that is so untrue. And every week, uh, I don't know why, I don't know whether it's on Facebook or where it is, I keep getting fed all this information about black history. I don't know whether it's because I looked it up or maybe they hear me talking. (laughs) But it's really cool because I get all this stuff. They're like researching for me. So this lady named Susie King Taylor 
You ever hear about her in, in our schools? No, because we're always taught that blacks are are uh, inferior, right? The less evolved. Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin was a racist. So Susie King Taylor, uh, there's a picture of her here. I have a picture of her on my computer from 1902. She's a really black. And uh, it, she's cool. Date of birth, 1848. Place of birth, Boston, Massachusetts. She died in 1912. So she died in her 60s, right? What's up with Susie King Taylor? Well, she, she ended up being, she was a slave. Now, she had every right to join Black Lives Matter or Antifa or go break, break a window and steal some shoes and a bottle of vodka. But because she was a slave, she was raised in slavery. And it was still controversial when she's growing up. But, but she instead became a teacher and a nurse. And she achieved many firsts in the lifetime, her lifetime of overcoming difficulties. Instead of breaking shop windows and ripping people off and trying to live on mooching off others. And she helped uh, elevate others out of slavery. She wrote a, wrote a, a book or a memoir, Reminiscence of My Life in Camp with the 33rd United States Colored Troops. Uh, She was the only African-American woman to publish a memoir of her wartime experiences. Isn't that amazing? She learned how to read. She learned how to write. And uh, so she was born in slavery in Savannah, Georgia. I love these stories. 1848, despite Georgia's harsh laws against formal education for African-Americans, she attended two secret schools. Do you, isn't this cool? Secret schools. Just think about that. Two secret schools taught by black women. Her literacy proved invaluable, not only to her, but to the other African-Americans she educated during the war. This is the Civil War she's talking about. She was involved in the Civil War with all these black people fighting against the Democrats, the slave owners, the slave, the, the, the anti-abolition people. She became free at the age of 14 when her uncle led her out, out to a federal gunboat plying the waters near Confederate-held Fort Pulaski. Uh, at that time, she was Susie Baker. I gave you the middle name, a married name to start with. Baker and thousands, thousands of other African-American refugees found themselves seeking safety behind Union lines on the South Carolina Sea Islands. She soon attached herself to the 1st South Carolina Volunteers, the first black regiment in the U.S. Army, first organized by Major David, Major General David Hunter, the military governor, Rufus Saxton, would become the driving force behind the unit's creation. Taylor originally worked as a regimental laundress and throughout the war would perform the essential duties of cooking, washing, and that. And uh, However, her literacy proved most useful and enabled her to serve as a reading instructor for the regiment of former slaves. And then she did crack cocaine because she was so saddened because she had such a rough life or she drank herself into the ditch. No, it doesn't say any of those things. The units, no, she needed counseling for post-traumatic stress syndrome. No, she didn't need any of that. The unit's white abolitionist colonel, Thomas Wentworth Higginson, later wrote of his men, their love of the spelling book is perfectly inexhaustible. They loved their teacher. Taylor married Sergeant Edward King of the 1st South Carolina in 1862. Together they remained with the unit until it was mustered out of service four years later. Post-war, the Kings 
moved to Savannah, Georgia. She hoped to continue her teaching career and opened a private school for children of freed men. Unfortunately, her husband died the same year and a public school opened, causing her private school then to fail. In 1868, Taylor was forced to find work as a domestic servant. She moved to Boston in 1872, where she married Russell Taylor in 1879. She devoted much of the rest of her life to work with the Women's Relief Corps, a national organization for female Civil War veterans. Did you know there are a lot of women or veterans? She died in 1912, 10 years after publishing her memoir. Now, you can read of black heroine, heroes and heroines that, uh, that did amazing things for our country, but they're uh, culture canceled by our uh, criminal education system to hide the fact that blacks love this country. And they eat. Did you know that they even bought land? The U.S. government bought land in Africa, the the uh, the continent of Africa, and the area that they bought it, they ended up naming it Liberia, or like liberty liberia and if you go there a lot of the uh the areas are named after u.s presidents but not many people wanted to leave after all the slavery stuff and all the turmoil and all the suffering people did not want to go back to africa they wanted to stay here this was their home very few left I even get a kick out today, and you, you don't see any African names back there. Did you see what her name was? Susie. It was not. It was not Shizakia, <laughs> right? It's interesting. None of these people want to go back to Africa, but they want to take an African name. But you see all these people back in the day, they didn't have any African names. All right. So that's just, I'm just doing my part to, to promote history month. Charles Schumacher, he's a guy who lives here in town. He and I have zoomed a little bit. He's a, an engineer, math genius who worked on the SR 71 for years and, uh, worked on all kinds of special air, air, uh, airplane. Uh, I think he worked for Boeing up in Seattle for years, but he's, uh, he was all involved in flight and top secret stuff. But he's right here in, in Marysville. And we talk, we talk every once in a while, but he sends me stuff. And he says, lots of folks can't understand how we can have an oil shortage here in our country. Well, there's a very simple answer. Nobody bothered to check the oil. We just didn't know we were getting low. The reason for that is purely geographical. Our oil is located in these spots. Alaska, California, coastal Florida, coastal Louisiana, coastal Alabama, coastal Mississippi, coastal Texas, and Texas, North Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania. Now, it's almost like God wanted us to have a lot of oil. He thought we might need it. He said, Charles says, the problem is our dipstick is located in the White House. That's the problem. Some people don't know how to check their own oil. Did you know that? Mark Twain said something. You know, it's, when you read truth, it just, you can place it at any point in the history of human beings, and it'll make sense. He said it's easier to fool people. I want you to think of this in light of what's happened with COVID. It's easier to fool people 
let me say this again. It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. I have really worked hard over the last two years trying to convince people they have been fooled. It's awful hard to convince them. It is. I got people that got bachelor's degrees. They got master's degrees. They might even have a Ph.D., and they got, they're totally deceived. Mark Twain, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Hold that thought because that's true. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Now, there's a clip by this guy that wrote this. And by the way, if you, if you can go on YouTube and put in George Orwell... George Orwell quotes, he's got a video of quotes, just the quotes just roll through and somebody reads them. That dude was one brilliant and uh, he, that dude could see into the universe. But George Orwell said in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Now I, I'm telling you, if you stand up for the truth, I told about Scott Atlas last week getting, in fact, I wrote an article and I submitted it to the Territorial Dispatch to see if it would get published uh, about babies. It really is an article about what science is, but I talked about Scott Atlas, and I talked about him here and recently. Brilliant guy from Stanford University that because he stood up for the truth regarding COVID, that it was a fraud, and you shouldn't shut down schools, and you shouldn't make people stay in their houses, and you shouldn't keep people apart, and you shouldn't inject people. Uh he that that's he was considered when they, he went back to work with the covid task force with Fauci Burks in Redfield that uh, he was a dissenter they called him right away a dissenter but he's the only one that brought any facts to the table telling the truth is a revolution re- revolutionary act right now and so uh, if you want to get out there and and speak the truth you're going to take some heat so let me go over these bills and let's see. S- SB 871 adds COVID-19 to list of immunizations for public and private schools regardless of to FDA approval. In other words, FDA doesn't even have to approve it. If we want to jab you, we'd be jabbing you. AB 2098 classifies anti-COVID medical opinion as unprofessional contact subject to discipline by the medical board. In other words... If you're a doctor and you disagree with the prescription to give remdesivir or jab somebody and all that stuff, they can you can lose your license. That's what that's saying. SB 866 lowers the age of, uh, of consent to 12 without parental consent or knowledge. In other words, you can go get a jab, you can get an abortion, you can do whatever. SB 920 authorizes the medical board to inspect a doctor's office and medical records without the patient's consent. In other words, there goes the HIPAA law. They can just come in and look at your records without you, without anybody's consent. SB 1464 requires law enforcement to enforce public health guidelines or lose their funding. You know why? Because a lot of sheriffs said, I'm not going to enforce that. In fact, our two sheriffs in Yuba Sutter County said not going to enforce those health, those health restrictions, telling people they can't leave their home. I'm not going to do that. It violates the Constitution. What this is saying is that they're going to get at the sheriffs by cutting their funding off. 
1479 requires schools to create long-term testing plans. Now, those aren't tests like testing in math. They're talking about testing you for all kinds of COVID stuff. And report the test to the California Department of Public Health. Just a political organization, but they talk about health. SB 1390 prohibits any person or entity from making statements government considers untrue or misleading by any means, including uh, on the Internet and in ads. So that means that they're going to curb free speech. In other words, you can't disagree with the government or they will put the kibosh on you. SB 1184 authorizes school health personnel to disclose a child's medical info without parents' consent to a third party. That, that means the state owns your kid, folks. AB 1797 creates an immunization track system giving all government agencies access to the VAX records of all persons. They want your VAX records. Vaccines are causing people to have autism. I met a sweet little uh, Muslim boy or a boy of Muslim faith. His family's Muslims. And he has, he's four and a half, and, and he, they consider him autistic. The nicest little boy, sweetest little boy, good-looking boy. And um, I'm hoping to pray for him that God would heal him, whatever's holding him up, blocking his way. AB 1993 requires proof of COVID-19 vax for all employees and independent contractors to work in California. That's the one that got withdrawn that Kylie was freaking out about. Okay. I'm going to read you some quotes from a guy named Voltaire. He wrote these 300 years ago, and I'll just read you a couple of them because we're out of time. Those who can make you believe absurdities like COVID-19 can make you commit atrocities. I want you to think about that. Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Like convincing you that Jews are rats and vermin. We'll be right back. Something about Something about the name of Jesus. Something about the name It is sweet. It is the sweetest, the sweetest thing I know. Yeah. I want to wish you and your family a happy Christmas. Excuse me. No. Fourth of June. Come on. Wait, Easter Bunny, look, we did it, right? We get, we went in there. Let me tell you a secret. On the 4th, he, George Washington, he chased the snakes away. He did that. He did that from the city with the, he died for your sins. Look, no joke. Come on, my mother, father from Scranton, and he grows the economy. Come on, man, don't do this. Don't do, come on, happy of whatever it's, it's the thing mr and mrs newsom call more abortions freedom i'm randy thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com minute with his first partner by his side democrat governor gavin newsom on march 22 signed sb 245 to force health insurers to 100 pay to kill pre-born babies via abortion no more abortion co-pays. So if you're unwanted or an accident, the Newsoms and all the Democrat politicians voting for this bill want you to be torturously murdered. How unjust. 
They make you subsidize ongoing life for convicted murderers and at the same time force health insurers and ratepayers like you to subsidize the inhuman torture and murder of innocent preborn babies. They're evilly calling wrong right and right wrong. See more at SaveCalifornia.com. Championing your values in California. Now, speaking of protecting the youth, when parent Michelle Brown discovered a sexually graphic book was being made available to students, she confronted the local school board, and its response ended up proving her point. Here's an excerpt, and I'm going to really try to be careful so I don't get kicked out. Excited now, he pushed into her. As she squeezed her eyes and tightly as she could, her tongue circled her lips. He pushed harder, his breath heavy and labored. She scratched his back and he cried out. She bit his ear and pulled his hair. There's a lot more to it. It's 50 shades of gray and CCSD. Excuse me. Yes. We have children at home. I know it's live streaming and, and it's really not a Don't you, you find the that. irony in that? You're exactly saying exactly what I'm telling you. Joining us now is that brave mother, Michelle Brown. Uh, Shell, I'm guessing they didn't see the irony. No, no. And, and the irony is even more so is that I'm in Cherokee County, Georgia, and we are one of the top Republican counties in the state. And let me start by saying I love my county. I love where I live. I love being in a conservative town. I love my schools, the school system. But over the last couple of years, I've noticed, especially since COVID hit, we had a little bit of short time of digital learning. Slowly but surely, I started becoming awakened to see some of the things that were in the curriculum. Um, and so I noticed last summer that there were lots of news stories and parents coming up and talking about uh, books, and it was becoming alarming. And I thought, well, thank goodness I live in conservative Cherokee County. And then come this fall at the board meeting, I saw a parent get up and speak about one of the books. And then the next school board meeting, well, she, I saw another parent get up and speak about one of the books. And so now, Shell, in a statement of Fox, the, the, the spokesperson for the school district said that you don't have uh, you, you do not have students at the high school level within the school district and had been repeatedly advised that you could file a challenge to remove the book, but you have not done so. So yeah. you don't have a high school student uh, and I you could have not. filed a challenge, you didn't. Well, we did. Um, however, so I am uh, speaking on behalf of our group. Our group ha is a variety of, um, we're a small group, we're underground, if you will, grassroots, and we have about 10 to 12 of us. And they're parents, grandparents. They have elementary, middle school, high school students uh, within CCSD. Um, we initially started because we wanted to help uh, with no left turn in education to uh, remove or close the loophole in SB 226, which was the safe school library bill. Um, in other words, it, if I gave you, or excuse me, if I gave a child one of these books, I would go to jail. But they can get it in our school libraries. And it's not okay. Shell, the left is like, you're a book banner. You're like the old oh, right. Puritans. You just want to ban books. So you're a book banner and they think you're a troublemaker. And, and we like the know, fact that you raised this issue. That's exactly what the, the school chair board called it. She just put out an uh, article today calling it the banned book list. And that's exactly what liberals say. 
So I'm kind of questioning, shouldn't we have an approved list? Shouldn't we have books that are deemed appropriate to be in the schools in the first place? All right, Shell, we appreciate it. Thank you. Constitution, what's it worth? You know they're gonna grind us down uh, until it really hurts. Is this a sovereign nation or just a police state? You better look out, people, before it gets too late. Voltaire said it is dangerous to be right in matters on which the established authorities are wrong, like on COVID. You will get culture canceled. That's what the term is now. If you want to know who controls you, look at who you are not allowed to criticize. Did you just hear what I just said about those government bills? You can't criticize the government. You can't criticize medical institutions. They'll come after you. That's not free speech, folks. Free speech is you can say some funky stuff out there. The right to free speech is more important than the content of the speech. That's what Voltaire said. He said it's dangerous to be right in matters where establishment men are wrong. It is difficult to free fools from chains they revere. The more often a stupidity is repeated, the more it gets the appearance of wisdom. That would be COVID-19 big time. The more I read, the more I acquire, the more certain I am that I know nothing. Doubt is an uncomfortable condition, but certainty certainty is a ridiculous one. So long as the people do not care to exercise their freedom, I want you to listen to this, those who wish to tyrannize will do so. I want to say that again. So long as the people do not exercise their freedom, stand up for it. Those who wish to tyrannize, tyrannize will do so, for tyrants are active and ardent and will devote themselves in the name of any number of gods, religions, and otherwise to put shackles upon sleeping men. We got people sleeping big time. They're snoozing all the way through this country. Voltaire says every man is guilty of all the good he did not do. If there's life... On other planets than the earth is the universe insane asylum. He says it's clear that the individual who persecutes a man, his brother, because he is not of the same opinion, is a monster. May God defend me from my friends. I can defend myself from my enemies. Men are equal, he said. It is not birth, but virtue that makes them different. Walter Williams, I always like to run into quotes by Walter Williams. Uh, he died about a year and a half ago, I think. I just miss him. I, I, I get my touch of Walter Williams on YouTube. He says, how does something immoral when done privately become moral when it is done collectively? Furthermore, does legality establish morality? Slavery was legal. Apartheid was legal. Stalinists, Nazi, and Maoist purges were all legal. Clearly, the fact of legality does not justify these crimes. Legality alone cannot be the talisman of moral people. 
There's some bright folks out there, people, and all their stuff is written. It's sad that kids don't get to read it. You remember we were told, if you'll just wash your hands, just wash them as often as you can. If you just wipe down everything. Remember people wiping off their Amazon boxes. How stupid. They just made us look totally like clowns. Wipe down your car. Wear a mask while you're driving around town. Don't go to the grocery store unless you really have to. Stand six feet apart. Kids have to. Do you do you notice still all the uh, plexiglass barriers that supposedly are protecting us from each other? So re- everything totally nonsensical. It, it's insane, people. And the best and the brightest, they claim, the supervisors and. They, and people run our two counties are the stupidest, most fraudulent, lame-brained, and egotistical people they are. Why do I say egotistical? Because even when they learn they're stupid, they won't admit it. They just go along with the whole deal. The shot is going to make us immune to the, va- the they call it the vaccine, is going to make us immune to this. I've had some vaccines in the past. And I never got anything that I got a shot for. So now we have, you know, we had the Yuba Sutter Arts Council that's been beating everybody over the head with you. You got to be vaxxed and you have to have a, a photo ID to prove that you and have the vax card to match the two together. Then if you haven't had that, you have to have a, a PCR test in the last 72 hours, I think, or 24 hours. Then you have to wear their specially approved mask right? Why? So the cruise ship industry just started. Do you ever ever been on a cruise? I've been on a couple. I I normally wouldn't go on one by myself, but I went on some with some folks that I worked with at one time at the Church of Glad Tidings, and they uh, held a gun to my head to go. But I liked it, and uh, I enjoyed the cruise. It was one of the short cruises, but it it was fun. And um, so now Princess Cruises has gotten fired up again because all the cruise ships are shut down because people are going to die on them because nobody's allowed to get sick anymore. Did you know that? You can't get a sniffles anymore. You can't have hay fever. You can't have a gout. You can't get anything because then they'll come and investigate you with what they call contact investigators from Dr. Fong Lu or Joseph Mingala, the doctor of death in Sutter and Yuba County. So Princess Cruises got all their, they they sold out and they got loaded up and they headed out and, and some people got sick and every person, the one thing similar on every person, you know, there's all kinds of characters on cruises, all kinds of size, shapes, flavors. And, uh, the one thing unique about this cruise ship is a hundred percent of the people that were on the ship, all the workers, everything were vaccinated. They all got the jabs. And you know what happened? COVID broke out on the ship. Now, that's got to tell you that there's liars amongst us. There's deceivers and liars amongst us. Uh, so uh, it's just a it's just I mean, you can look at evidence like this over and over again. Now that the fools among us uh, cannot be unfooled. They are just they're goofed. They're really goofed. And so they had to pull in and dock at San Francisco and uh, just hang out there a while or do something, right? 
They lost $63 billion in 2020 and 21. Lots of people I know love cruises. They lost $63 billion. Why? They didn't have to. They were considered non-essential, shut down their whole industry. Isn't that sad? This has all been a propaganda hoax. We've been ripped off, people, totally ripped off. Did you hear about Abortion Provider Appreciation Day? Abortion, in other words, that's, was there, could, how about the Nazi Protectors Appreciation Day that took care of the Jews? How about that? March 10th was to be Abortion Provider Appreciation Day declared in Alexandria, Virginia. I actually knew a guy that lived there once. I think he's probably passed now. And they were going to have a formal recognition of the day by the city until public pe- the people just had a total meltdown. And they took it off the council docket. According to the mayor, this proclamation was more a controversial, more controversial than a proclamation should be. Anyway, they talked about it. How, how out of touch with reality are we that we would honor people that are murdering little children? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I, one, of, one of my friends sent me this. It says, California, if there ever was an g- example of the ability of government to grow and grow like cancer and metastasize in every nook and cranny of your life, let Cal- California be the example. California is an inescapable of, of self, it's incapable of self-control. In other words, it can't, it can't get things under control. It can only divide and multiply. So then there's a list of every agency in the state of California. This list is, uh, you know what a 12-point type is? This is about a 10-point font. And it's about six inches wide maybe seven, seven to seven and a half inches wide, line after line after line after line after line. And the lines are about, I'd say, 24, in, 24 inches of lines that are seven inches long. And each line, like here's one line. Let me read it to you. California Office of Public Instruct, school instruction, California Office of Real Estate Appraisers, California Office of Risk and, Man- and Insurance Management. That's just four there. But here's some more. You, you can read about uh, California Political Plan- Reform Division, California Pollution Control Finance Authority, California Polytechnic State University, San Francisco. Anyway, you can read and read and read, and all these things we're paying for. These are all supported. These are commissions supported by the taxpayers there's 24 inches seven inches across 10 point type of agency after agency after government commission 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 where nearly everybody here is getting paid something to show up at these commissions unbelievable there are literally i'm sure there's one place you can look and say there's a thousand of these commissions Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he first got elected, claimed he, he made a big deal about these stupid commissions and how they're worthless and we're paying people $100,000 a set on some of them. And he just said, we're going to eliminate them. And he said that long enough to people just said, we're going to kick your rear end, Mr. Big Boy. 
and we'll be dropping a bomb on you, a political bomb. And so we never heard from we never ever heard from Arnold again. The only person he really got familiar with was his housekeeper and he produced a kid with him. But other than that, any producing of anything redemptive or reformative of California just never did happen. I was talking to uh, some friends. Uh, I was talking to Ted Holmes, who's a friend of uh, Will Fanning's out there at All Power Resources or All Power uh, Services. And he said, Will Fanning and Josh James are buried out there with work. They're looking for people to help them. It was back in the day, they were looking for work. When we started this podcast and Will Fanning set up his operation, now they're like busy, busy bees. But if you want to check them out, they might be able to help you. When somebody brought in like 30, 40, 50 chainsaws, they're working on all kinds of trucks, servicing trucks. All power services are at 530 I don't even know why they have that. They probably don't even have time to answer that phone. 844 Josh is their, like, chainsaw guy. Pretty soon, you, a guy can only do so much. You know, you got to hire another guy. That's the beauty of capitalism. So if you, if you know how to work on equipment, anything fixing stuff, motors and stuff go to work for these guys you can go out there you can email them at allpower1469 at gmail.com and at 1469 stewart road very easy very easy very easy and uh let me tell you about dr cassidy we're having a good experience reaching out to addicts and calling back and forth every week giving out our phone number freaking people out because i can't believe we'd give our phone number out honestly people we're scared of our own shadow in america can't people say, i would never pick up a hitchhiker oh i i can't believe you're giving out your phone number oh i can't believe you're giving out telling people where you live i have people that laugh at me around town when they meet me and they say oh yeah we drove by your house the other day you said it was behind taco bell <laughs> it, it's hilarious because people just people are so afraid today right? So afraid. Oh, I can't pick up a hitchhiker. I've been picking up hitchhikers for 50 years, 60 years. So if you want, if you have an addiction issue, you know, somebody that does have them call Peachtree Health. And that's at 530-749-3242. I just talked to somebody this week about it. We had a pregnant mom addicted. 749-3242. Before you be critical of that pregnant mom, I think my mom smoked and drank alcohol while she had me. And some of you say, yeah, that's why you're so screwed up. 530-749-3242 and just say, need to see Dr. Cassidy. And they say, what for? Just say addiction. Boom. You don't have to go on a big song and dance about it. Don't have to tell them anything. And if, if they give you, if they jack you around, just text this number. This is Cassidy's number. 530-682-8648-682-8648. Just text it. Don't call it. Don't blow up his phone. Text once. If he doesn't answer fast enough for you, just dial me up and I'll talk to you and I'll get the thing straightened out. 530-713-1838. Easy. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. People are addicts even when the government goes home. That's why the government shouldn't be managing the addicts or trying to serve them. 5307131838 that's me you can reach out to me i will help you and we'll get connected to services whether you in fact i've been meeting with a guy that's an alcoholic right now he's got a really important job really he's really key to this business they like him he's a wonderful guy except when he drinks and so we're working 
I met with him last Sunday. We had dinner together, and, and we're working on getting him into some outpatient treatment so he can keep his job and get to classes and get some therapy, boom, 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 and get some support and uh, get clean, stay clean, do good, be happy. All right? Also, Nellie uh, Garcia, uh, you know, I just I got a call the other day. Somebody had a custody issue. Uh, their kids, their kid had a, a baby with a, a girl, and and uh, they're young, and uh, now the the two people had the babies. There's custody issues between the two. They had just a consensual agreement, just like hey, hey, well, you know, we'll share that. That's not working out. Referred him to Nelly Garcia because you don't need an attorney. She will help prepare the paperwork to get uh, where the judge can see the reasonableness of a shared custody. And uh, so you could get most of your work that you need legal work done. You do not need an attorney. You do not need an attorney to draw up a will or a trust or things like that. So you can go to North Valley Paralegal, Nellie Garcia. You could call her at 530-751-9289. She's at 751 Sutter Street, Yuba City. You can, uh, she'll work faster, more passionate. Uh, and more knowledgeable in some cases than attorneys and get your job done a lot less cost. Okay. The other people I want to mention, and we'll get back to the action here. We're coming to the end of our third segment. That's our halfway point is thrifty rooter. And I get a kick out of them because they're out there, uh, straightening people out, straightening their houses out, take getting their blood pressure to drop because the, the water's leaving the house. The sewage is leaving the house. The drain is, the dishes can be washed, and that's being, you know, there's no water percolating up through the grass. One day, I looked out the window, and I had steam coming up through my gla- the grass. I thought, what in the world? Something's not right. Anyway, Thrifty Rooter can solve it, and you can, you can talk to them in the middle of the night. You can send them a message. You can go on their website, which is a cool website, thriftyrooter.net, not, dot, not com, not us, dot, not org.net and uh, go to the website and you can they get a whole menu of things they do for you they do everything but serve you a hamburger on the job and uh, you can call them at 530-683-673-8201 there's some people that are hired to just meet your need there are dispatchers over there have taken your your complaint what their problem is and getting somebody over there to fix it not just Look it over and whine about it, but fix it. But you can, on their website, you can, like, check off what you want and and write them a little note. Type on your computer or on your phone, write a little note, send it over there and say, give me a shout-out, right, or come by and get going. So these guys have been, you know, I get a kick out of it. Some of these businesses are over 40 years old. Dave Greenitz, Ted Holmes, over 40 years in business. I don't know how long Monty Hecker's been in business, but I'm proud of these people. They're doing a great job. And uh, so we'll be talking about them later. I want to mention also, if you if you got your kids in public education, you should just remove them. There's lots of options. And one option is to, to homeschool them. And you can get help with your homeschooling, no charge. And that's through Arrow Education. And you can go on the website at churchofgladtidings.com. And then go over and let your cursor go over ministries, and then there'll be a drop-down box, and Epic, there'll be Epic Education, and then 
then uh, also the uh, Aero Education. And you can click on Aero Education, and they'll have a page there that tells what they do. They get together on Wednesdays. They have t- special teaching on Wednesdays, athletic, athletic activity. They have food, a lot of fun, and where lots of homeschoolers come together and rally there and uh, learn some cool stuff. So uh, if you want to get involved, you can. There's a minimal cost, I think, of about $20 a semester or maybe $20 a year where it covers some costs uh, that they have. But it, it, otherwise, there's no cost. You just come and enjoy it. And uh, they, it's on the campus of Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Road, 1179 Eager Road in Yuba City, north of Yuba City. Very easy, easy to park. It's safe. It's a good, there's athletic fields, there's gyms, there's all kinds of stuff and uh, technology, all kinds of things for your young person. And you can find out curriculum that you need. You've got parents that have, are a little bit ahead of you and they'll teach you and, and uh, offer advice, consultation, and uh, you'll be happy. Okay, we'll be right back. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. In an article published in the Washington Post, an abortionist complained that it's incredibly difficult to date because of her profession. She said, I've tried every strategy. She added that whenever she reveals she's an abortionist, every man I have ever dated, no matter how liberal or open-minded he professes to be, has flinched, looked away, or gone silent. Other abortion workers admit to having difficulty making friends or having to hide their work from family members. Two-thirds of these workers say they feel ostracized in the medical community or have problems retaining staff. One said the isolation results in her entire life becoming the abortion facility. Well, when you kill innocent human beings for a living, people don't want to be around you. Please, get a different job. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. It's Oscar time. Sunday night, Hollywood will give famous people awards for what they say are the best performances. But Oscars leave out political actors. Not fair. Politicians deceive people just like actors do. And some of their performances deserve recognition. If not Oscars, at least a Stasker. So here are this year's Stasker Awards. The award for best performance by a rich elitist goes to House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. In her eagerness to trash Trump's tax cuts, she described $1,000 bonuses as crumbs. Crumbs that they are giving to workers to kind of put the schmooze on is so pathetic. The award for best performance by a Democrat goes to San Francisco District Attorney George Gascon. After California legalized weed, the DA promised to drop 3,000 marijuana convictions. And he made getting them dropped easy on the poor guys sitting in jail. The process will take no hearings. People will not have to hire attorneys. They will never have to come to our courts. We believe that it's the right thing to do, and it's a just thing to do. And speaking of doing the right thing, the Oscar for best performance by the president goes to the moment when President Trump said, 
we have cut 22 burdensome regulations for every one new rule. Great. I wish he'd cut the new rules too, but I'll take what I can get. After all, he also chose Jeff Sessions to be his attorney general. And Sessions wins the Stosker for worst praise for government abuse, for saying this about asset forfeiture. I love that program. We had so much fun doing that, taking drug dealers' money. So much fun? Taking billions of dollars from people, most of whom never even got a trial? That's a crime, not good government. Yet both parties like it. And that isn't even the worst example of bipartisanship. We have worked well together. The Stosker for the worst act of bipartisanship goes to Senators Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell for their budget deal. This budget deal is the first real sprout of bipartisanship. I particularly want to thank my friend, the Democratic leader. I hope we can build on this bipartisan momentum. No, please don't. You've already added billions to our unsustainable debt and caught almost nothing. Does any politician ever say no to more government? Well, yes, one has. Rand Paul gets a Stosker for best defense of the Constitution. Paul demanded the NSA and FBI get warrants before they spy on Americans. Do we really want all of our phone calls recorded and then have the ability of the government to bring you in and ask you questions about your phone calls? And if you're not perfectly accurate in recording your phone calls, you can go to prison? All we're asking for is that for Americans, the Constitution should be in order. But the Constitution bores people, so spying on Americans continues. Next, the Stosker for best Democrat on free speech goes to Senator Elizabeth Warren, who, after joining left-wingers and vilifying a conservative, then said, I think it's dangerous to suppress speech. First, suppression can backfire. Instead of shutting up individuals with disgusting views, it becomes a launching pad to national attention. Second, suppression suggests weakness. It makes us sound afraid, like we're afraid that we can't defeat evil ideas with good ideas. Good point. The way to fight bad ideas is with good ideas. Unfortunately, her ideas are usually not good ideas. And that brings us to the Stosker for worst performance by a president. That goes to Narcissus. No, wrong picture. I meant President Trump for bragging like a child in tweet after tweet. Don't misunderstand. The Stosker judges love his tweeting, but some are repulsive. He's a genius. He ended the assault on Christmas. And because he got strict on commercial aviation, there have been zero deaths. Give me a break. He hasn't even done anything that affected aviation. Finally, just as the Oscars give out one Lifetime Achievement Award, this year's Stoskers conclude with an award to a politician who consistently has fought for liberty. It's trillions of dollars we're spending on these wars. Congressman Ron Paul has taken every opportunity he can to challenge enemies of liberty. I don't understand this division, why you may defend uh, social liberty, liberties where rather well, but as soon as it comes to me spending my money and assuming responsibility. He fought to limit executive power. 
Why don't we just open up the Constitution and read it? You're not allowed to go to war without a declaration of war. And he fought the political bipartisanship that's bankrupting America. And we've had way too much bipartisanship for about 60 years. Ron Paul deserves several Stoskers for fighting for freedom. Now my time is up. That's the Stoskers for this year. Good childhood memories growing up, but now moving on to that next phase in my life. I just got married recently. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I know, I didn't mean to blind y'all, sorry. I know it's real sparkly. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still Angie from the block. <laughs> Kick it. When I first started telling people that I got married, like a lot of people were surprised. They were like, what? Oh my God, I didn't even know. I thought you were a lesbian. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Ponytails cause I'm lazy, not a lesbian. <laughs> But thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. One time this girl tried to hit on me, right? And it started becoming like a regular thing. So I asked her, I was like, uh, let me ask you a question. What is it about me that makes you think that I'm a lesbian? And her honest to God answer was, well, in your YouTube video, you say that you like your nails short, you don't have a boyfriend, and I noticed that you always wear your hair in a ponytail. So I guess that's all it takes to make the team. <laughs> Just that and drive a Subaru. <laughs> you wanna be in our team, you gotta roll in an Outback. <laughs> or a Vespa. <laughs> or as I like to call them, Lespas. <laughs> Curiosity running wild Cruising and playing the radio With no particular place to go Riding along in my automobile I was anxious to tell her the way I feel So I told her softly and sincerely So you may be under the oppression like back in the old days <clears throat> The 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s That things just happened coincidentally, you know People rallied, they got upset, they marched, they got sick, and it was all just like a happenstance. But the fact is, throughout the world, and world wars broke out because nobody really knew their history. You just think, oh, wars, just, you know, some people got irritated with each other and they went at it, and, and um, there was just, that's all there was to it. There was a war to the end where somebody claimed victory, the other person conceded defeat. And that was how it was. But the fact is that the, the depressions, the recessions, uh, the wars have been constructed and uh, designed by the global cabal that's been uh, trying to scoop up uh, assets of the world and to uh, keep, uh, they make money off funding the wars. 
you know, when d- depressions are caused, like right now we had a depression, be- we're having one in inflation because of COVID. And so I heard the other day that a, a business, uh, this, uh, I heard this, I haven't checked it out yet, but I heard this, uh, I, I know this for a fact that the Bible bookstore that's been around for many decades, different owners, ownerships changed, but for many decades and, uh, Crosspoint Books, I think they call it, down on Plumas Street, and the the couple that have been running it after COVID ruined their business. They uh, said we're done, and so then I heard that two supervisors went over and bought their building. Now I thought that's amazing. So the supervisors, if that's what happened, I'm going to get the details for you. Supervisors crushed the business. Then they bought the a- assets pennies on the dollar. Now, that's exactly what's happened. That's exactly what's happened throughout history where rich elite people wanted certain buildings, wanted certain properties, wanted certain industries. And so they created a crisis to cause the people to go bankrupt or cause the people to go out of business. Then they went in and bought the building. Now, maybe maybe they gave the people a pretty good uh, price for the building. The point is they wanted the building and and they created a crisis to force them out of the building, force them out of business. It's happened over and over again. Historians got it dialed in. It is not a conspiracy theory. It's what's happening. Certain people, if you look at uh, the President Kennedy's speech just seven days before he was shot in Dallas, Texas, he speaks about the secret societies. And he said, America is not about secret societies. Are they around? Yeah, they are. But he said, we are going to root them out. And they killed him. They eliminated him. And that, and the secret societies were creating wars. Like got us into the secret societies make a lot of money off wars and they get our young people killed and they make a lot of money off the military industrial complex. And you know who else was negative on the military industrial complex? The guy that was the leader of the allied troops, the leader of the allied war effort in world war II, Dwight Eisenhower, who, who then came home and became president of the United States and served for two terms and then handed off the reins to John F. Kennedy. But what he told Kennedy was just what Kennedy was telling us before he was shot. And that is beware of the industrial military industrial complex. What is the military? Those are eight. Those are industries that need war to happen so they can fund it so they can make money on it. Right. It's like if you want to if if you if you go to an island and everybody there doesn't wear shoes and you're a shoe salesman. You either got to give up and go home or you got to teach them to wear shoes. And in this case, what we do is create war, war efforts, just like what, what's going on with Biden right now. We're going to end up sending troops. You watch. And who's going to benefit by that? The troops don't benefit. Our country's not benefiting. Our kids are getting killed and we're spending a huge amount of money of our tax dollars for war. In some other part of the world. 
So what's going on? When you look at when you look at the news right now, it's all being coordinated and these efforts like people thought I just talked to a lady today on the phone today. Uh, and she was talking about the COVID thing and the perception of many people when it first happened was remember they said we're just gonna have all these incredible restrictions that America's never had like this before, just for a week or two. Till we flatten the curve. You remember that lie, flatten the curve? And then she said, we just prayed about it, and we just felt like God said, hey, you made it through the swine flu. You made it through this flu. You made it through that flu. Uh, just live your life and forget the mass. Forget everything they're telling you. Ignore it. And they did, and everything was fine for them. So Mike Adams, who has uh, lots of sites on all the platforms, uh he says, sudden death. We all have to somehow come to grips with, with the fact that people are dying all around us as globalists wage total war against humanity. That's what's going on. And I'm, I'm, uh, let me just play. Okay, I want to, I'm going to play this uh, right now. And uh, it, it will run a little bit longer, but it's, I'm going to let you listen to Zev Zelenko uh, about the, the lie and the fraud. Zev Zelenko, he'll explain it, and I'll explain it in a minute. Let's listen to him now. So uh, welcome, Dr. Zelenko. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I would like you to uh, comment on our uh, subject, please. Thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. So I'll just give you quickly my, my experience. My team has directly treated uh, successfully 6,000 patients. I've trained hundreds of physicians who are now training their students. And as a cumulative group, we've treated millions of patients successfully. Uh, President Trump was my, my patient. Rudy Giuliani was my patient. Reb Chaim Konevsky has been my patient. Uh, Rabbi Lit Mr. Litzman, your health minister of Israel last year, was my patient. I'm just telling you um, which people have contacted me for care, including President Bolsonaro of Brazil. Now, uh, my experience has given me a very uh, unique perspective in, in approaching COVID-19, which is basically keeping people out of the hospital. Um, I would like to describe, the, regarding children, the only reason you would want to treat a child is if you believe in child sacrifice, or even the voters are. If you, if you want to be mocked of children, uh, like a carbon, that's a very good reason to give them the shot. Otherwise, um, there's no necessity. Let me explain. Any, anytime you evaluate any therapeutic, you need to look at it, at it from three perspectives. Is it safe? Does it work? And do you need it? Just because you have a capability doesn't mean that you have to use it. There has to be a medical necessity. There has to be a need for it. If you look at the CDC, the statistics for children under the age of 18 that are healthy, the survival rate is 99.998% survival rate with no treatment. Just like Dr. Yudin said, the influenza virus is more dangerous to children than uh, COVID-19. And he made an estimate that per million a hundred children would die from the vaccination. I, with him, I feel the number would be significantly higher and I'll explain to you the rationale for it. So if you have a demographic, can you hear me? 
We have excellent doctor. If you have a demographic that has no risk of dying from an illness, why would you inject them with a poison death shot? Now, let's see if this thing works. The two countries in the world that are most vaccinated its citizens is Israel, a high 85% like rate of vaccination, and an island nation in the Indian Ocean called Seychelles, but also over 80%. Both countries are experiencing a Delta variant outbreak. So let me ask you a question. If you vaccinated, if you vaccinated your the majority of your population, why are you still having an outbreak? That's number one. Number two, why would you even give a third shot of the same stuff that didn't work the first two times? All right, that's, that's whether or not it works. And let's talk about safety. Now, this is the real issue. There are three levels of uh, safety or death that we need to look at. One is acute, one is subacute, and long-term. Acute, I'll define from the moment of injection till three months. The number one risk of the shot is blood clots, just like Dr. Yudin said, according to the Salk Institute. Oh, by the way, everything I'm saying, I will defend with documentation. Uh, and please don't take my word for it. You should do your due diligence. And I can, I can provide to you uh, proof for everything that I'm saying. According to the Salk Institute, um, when a person gets an injection of, of these vaccines, quote unquote, the body becomes a spike producing factory, making trillions of spikes, which migrate to the endothelium, which is the inner lining of your blood vessels. And it's basically little thorns <clears throat> on the inside of your vasculature. As the blood cells flow through it, they get damaged, they cause blood clots. If that happens in the heart, it's a heart attack. If that happens in the brain, that's a stroke. So we're seeing the number one cause of death in the short term is from blood clots. And most of it is happening within the first three, four days. 40% is happening within the first three days of injection of uh, this poison death shot. Now, the other problem is that it's causing myocarditis or inflammation in the hearts of children, and uh, young adults, I'm sorry, in the hearts of young adults. And the third problem, which is the most disturbing, is according to the New England Journal of Medicine article, their preliminary data, the miscarriage rate in the first trimester, a woman gets vaccinated in the first trimester goes from 10% to 80%. I want you to understand what I just said. The miscarriage rate in the first trimester of pregnant women, when they get vaccinated, goes up by a factor of eight. That's preliminary data. It may change with time, but I'm just telling you what it is as of today. That's the smallest of the problem. The second problem is the subacute death issue, which is the following, that the animal studies that were done with these uh, vaccines show that all the animals responded well in generating antibodies. When they were challenged, however, with the virus that they were immunized against, a large percentage of them died. And when that was investigated, it was found that their immune system had killed them. It's called something, uh, antibody-dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming or paradoxical immune enhancement. But the point is that a lot of those animals died. So you can make an argument, maybe human beings are different. My answer to you, maybe, 
However, those studies were not done. You are the study right now. The Pfizer CEO said Israel is the biggest laboratory in the world. And so those long-term studies to rule out Dr. Luke Montague, who won the Nobel Prize in Medicine for the discovery of HIV, said that this is the biggest risk to humanity and the biggest risk of genocide in the history of humanity. And so the risk of a ADE reaction in human beings, which happens later, has not been ruled out. So my question is, why would I vaccinate someone uh, with a potentially destructive lethal substance without ruling that out first. And the third component here is the long-term consequences. There is definite evidence that it affects fertility, damages ovarian function, that it reduces sperm counts, number one. Number two, definitely increases the amount of autoimmune diseases. Who knows over time how that is gonna reduce lifespan. And just last week, a paper came out showing that increases the risk of cancer. So any way you want to look at it, whether in, in the acute setting where it causes blood clots, inflammation of the heart, and miscarriages, in the midterm subacute setting where it can result in a uh, pathological disastrous immune reaction, or in the long term, whether it causes increased autoimmune diseases, cancer, and infertility. Now, that's a big concern. Actually, I will say it this way. In my opinion, the current Israeli government is a Gilgul of Joseph Mengele. They have permitted, they have permitted human experimentation on their own people. And, and I'm going to tell you, I, I hope, I hope this basin is a little different, maybe not, but I know I finally understood what Chazal say, that if you see Tzuras and Cholesterol, you should look at the Dunyan Yisrael, Masechta Shabbos, that if you see trouble in the Jewish people, you, have, you should look at the, the, at the rabbinic leadership, because if, that's, if the head is diseased, what do you expect of the body? So I beg of this basin to put the interests of Cholesterol above politics, and anything else that may alter your opinions. I have, I received death, daily death threats. I risked my life, my career, um, my financial life, my reputation, my, almost my family, everything, just to sit here and tell you what I'm telling. So I'll, I'll just summarize it, that there is no need for this vaccine. And there's actually no need for anyone. And I'll explain. Children, I already told you, they, they have a 99.998% chance of getting better. Young adults from 18 to 45 have a 99.95% of getting better. This is according to the CDC, same concept. Someone who has already COVID and has antibodies, naturally uh, induced immunity is a billion times more effective than artificially induced immunity through vaccine. So why, why would I vaccinate someone with a poison death shot that makes inferior or dangerous antibodies when I already have healthy antibodies? And then if you look at the high risk 
population that has a 7.5% death rate. So my data, which was the first in the world, which I published in a peer-reviewed journal, which has become the basis of over 200 other studies, and that have corroborated my observations that if you treat people in the right time frame, you reduce death rate by 85%. So out of 600,000 Americans, we could have prevented 510,000 from going to the hospital and dying. And by the way, I presented this information to Bibi Netanyahu directly into his hands by way of a shliach in April of 2020. And I informed every single member of your Ministry of Health as well. So my, my question to you is, if I can reduce the death rate from 7.5% to less than a half a percent, why would I use a poison death shot that doesn't work and has tremendous and horrific side effects? And I'll do one more mind experiment with you. If everyone on the planet were to get COVID and not get treated, the death rate globally will be less than a half a percent. Now, I'm not advocating for that. That's a lot of people. That's 35 million people would die. However, if we follow the advice of some of the quote-unquote global leaders, let's say like Bill Gates said last year, 7 billion people need to be vaccinated, the death rate will be over 2 billion people. So wake up. This is World War III. This is a level of, of uh, malfeasance and malevolence that we have not seen probably in the history of humanity. So I'm against child sacrifice. I'm against the Zara. And I really believe that the God is testing every human being here. And here's the test. Are you going to bow down to me, to Hashem? Are you going to ask for your protection from me? Are you going to take your, fe your fears and ask me to help? Or are you going to run to the Vodazar of the Eagle Azov, of the vaccine, of your governments, of, of despots and tyrants like sociopaths? Wannabe deities. There's nothing new under the sun. These people are no different than Paro. They, thought, they think they're God. And you're going to bow down to them. If you're going to bow down to them, let's, okay, let them protect you. Let's see how that's going to work out for you. I've seen fear drive people to do things that are completely irrational, do not make sense, and they sacrifice their, their own children. And yes, your Ministry of Health is lying to you. Your statistics are absolutely skewed. If you want to see something real, there's a website called worldmeters.info. Go to Israel, and you can see at... December 20th, there's a huge spike in the curve of death in Israel. Do you know what happened in Israel December 20th? National immunization started. And these are numbers being reported by the Israeli government. They're just too stupid to, see, uh, to hide it. There is zero justification, zero justification for using this poison death shot unless you want to sacrifice human beings. I think I'm done. After, after, after these words, the doctor, I don't think you can ever say you're done. Uh, I very much appreciate your time and your effort. Very definite and very clear. We appreciate it, doctor. Do you have any questions? Much.
I have many questions, but uh, just just to summarize, two billion would uh, would pass out if we use seven billion the shot, according to what the doctor said, correct? No, not according to what I said. According to what world experts are saying, that the the if you look at Dr. Malone, who invented the mRNA technology, has the original patents for the vaccine. He's saying, do not use this. The government is lying to you. The side effects are horrific. Dr. Cahill from Ireland said that uh, she believes that within two years, 90% of the people that got vaccinated will be dead. When Dr. Michael Yidden, I hope you can confirm, I hope he's still there, uh, was asked that question, he said he wouldn't go that far. So I, I don't know, maybe it's not 90%? What, what is the percentage? And maybe it's not two years, maybe it's three years. And Dr. Luke Montague, who is the Nobel Prize winner for the discovery of HIV, saying this is the biggest risk of genocide in the history of humanity. All right. Sorry to <clears throat> jump into that so quickly with Zelenko. I should have uh, given you a little more uh, uh, update on that, but I, I talked too long and then I needed to fit in this section. Let me take a break and then we'll, I'll fill you in on the rest and we'll listen to the other half in a second. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. Yes, that'll be the day when you make me cry. You say you're gonna leave. You know it's a lie, cause that'll be the day when I die. Well, you give me all your loving and your dirty loving. All your hugs and kisses and your money too. Well, you know you love me, baby. Tell me maybe that someday we'll all be through Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye Yes, that'll be the day when you make me cry You say you're gonna leave, you know it's a like We don't have to wonder what the globalist next move is because they tell us. We just have to pay attention. I just read Leo Holman's article, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll place the link below. Anyhow, this is my summation of what he wrote. Biden just told us that there will be a cyber attack, and he conveniently blamed it on Russia. He also told small businesses to do their part by hardening their cyber defenses immediately. But because nothing will prevent the cyber attack, Holman writes that this will be used as an excuse to shut down small businesses, small banks, and credit unions because they will be a threat to cybersecurity. This has been in the works for years. It's part of the Great Reset, but it couldn't be implemented without someone to blame it on. Was this the real reason that Russia invaded the Ukraine? Or was that just a lucky break? We don't know. What we do know is that in 2017, Johns Hopkins held its SPARS Pandemic Planning and Training Seminar. Then in 2019, the World Economic Forum warned of a global pandemic. And in 2020, we got it. In 2020 and 2021, the World Economic Forum and Microsoft held its Cyber Polygon event. The topic was, of course, eminent cyber attacks and how to stop misinformation. Schwab's solution is to create a digital identity that will be fused to your body and brain meaning that everything from access to the internet to your bank accounts can be canceled if you don't comply with the new laws of a reset world. Schwab warned that a cyber attack would make the pandemic look like a minor disturbance and if he planned it, he would know. Without access to money, violence will escalate as we struggle to survive. But what if the power grid goes down too, while our military is overseas? Total chaos. What better time to usher in a great reset than when most everyone is vulnerable and terrorized? Event 201 exposed the World Economic Forum, its agenda and its reach and the pandemic gave the World Economic Forum the intel to know how many would resist a reset. Then again, there's always a wild card. While people are predictable, 
groups of people are not. And even the best laid plans fail when unknown variables weren't factored in. Time will tell. Follow and like to stay updated. God bless America. Dr. Kerry Mullis was awarded the Nobel Prize for his invention of the polymers chain reaction, the PCR. The PCR is a method of analysis and wasn't designed to test for a virus. Mullis explains why. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. The PCR test can potentially find anything you are looking for, depending on how high you turn it up. And this is exactly what has been done. The official protocol given for the PCR testing of COVID-19 created a floodgate of false positives to skew the results. They call it asymptomatic because it's a lie. These people don't have symptoms because they don't have COVID-19. They do it today because they've done it in the past and always gotten away with it. 30 years ago, Anthony Fauci, head of the NIH, made a name for himself by pushing for higher doses of the deadly drug AZT, an old cancer chemotherapy too dangerous for approval, onto AIDS patients. Kerry Mullis was hired to measure HIV in people's blood samples with his PCR. He was working under the premise that HIV was the probable cause of AIDS. But when he went looking for the proof, he found there was none. They just made it up. What is that paper? Who do I go to for that? And I looked around, I asked a couple of virologists at that company, and they said, no, you don't have to reference I said, I have to reference that, because I, I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. And I was getting really freaked about that. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. Mullis pointed out how the CDC was losing money and how the HIV AIDS connection brought their profits back in the black and how the men at the highest levels were all in on it. Kerry Mullis knew these men were dangerous. They don't want people like me walking up and asking them those kind of questions and they're willing to like go to great lengths to prevent that. They're out on a limb. I wouldn't want to be there with them. But he was still outspoken. When ABC's Nightline approached him about doing a documentary on his work, Mullis convinced them to cover the HIV debate after nearly a decade of ignoring it. In a 1994 interview with Celia Farber for Spin Magazine, Kerry Mullis expressed how he really wanted to expose Anthony Fauci and Robert Gallo. He said that he'd be willing to chase the little bastard from his car to his office a Nobel Prize winner trying to ask a simple question from those who spent $22 billion and killed 100,000 people. It has to be on TV. I'm not unwilling to do something like that. Unfortunately, not many people were listening back then. And on August 7th, 2019, just about three months before the first utterance of COVID-19, Kerry Mullis, age 74, a Nobel Prize winner, inventor of the PCR test, a man who was once willing and eager to expose Anthony Fauci, quietly died of pneumonia.
The timing of it all is mysterious to many of us. By the time Orwell married Sonia Brownell, 1984 was written, after which he would never leave his bed again. But he left one final warning. 1984 is, I believe, a quite terrifying masterpiece. So terrifying, in fact, I don't think I should like to read another like it. I'm not absolutely dissatisfied with it. I think it is a good idea, but the execution would have been better if I had not been under the influence of TB when I wrote it. You once claimed that you have an ability to face unpleasant facts. Is that what you've demonstrated in 1984 by drawing an accurate portrait of the future? I think that allowing for the book being, after all, a parody, something like 1984 could actually happen. This is the direction the world is going in at the present time. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph and self-abasement. The sex instinct will be eradicated. We shall abolish the orgasm. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. But always there will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. All right, so you probably figured out that was a guy named Vladimir Zelenko, Z-E-L-E-N-K-O, or his nickname is Zev Zelenko, and he is highly thought of in Israel, and he's speaking to the Knesset or the key people, the leaders of Israel, and or the parliament, and uh, he's talking to them about his claim is that they're killing off their children, they're sacrificing their children. And uh, it is one of the best explanations from the science point of view of what's being done. Uh, the criminal, criminal people, the Fauci's, the Burks, the Redfields, the uh, Dash, uh, Dassels, uh, let's see, who else? Uh, there's a whole host of people in the United States of America that are trying to kill off people in this country. And uh, Zelenko is on to it. And so he's talking about that. And he's talking about that this isn't a, a naturally occurring virus. This virus originally was naturally occurring, but has been weaponized uh, by Peter Daszak or not or by Barrick. It's being weaponized by Barrick uh, 
down in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Then it was transferred over to Wuhan, and it was funded through Peter Daszak uh, and his uh, organization through Fauci. And this has all been, a, it's been a lab procedure. So I, wanna, I want you to listen to the second half of it because this guy is one of the most brilliant guys in the United States. And you can tell he's, I don't know, I, I may have cut off the part where he talked about treating, you know, top people in this country, the president of the United States, et cetera, et cetera, and how he treated thousands with COVID and nobody went to the hospital. So let's listen to, listen to the second half. Uh, this, uh, First segment uh, went pretty long, but this will this will be better. So, but very interesting, and uh, this guy's good as gold. Okay, we'll be right back. Will, will the government show these these? Why are they holding back these things? We see all the time coming out studies. There's no problems of fertility loss, bluff. No problems of sperm count, bluff. Cancer, bluff. Everything, everything that you said, we're being countered back by the by by. Not only by uh, the governments, but by mo- most of the medical industry, is telling us that all these studies that say that it's not that that the that the that the vaccination is dangerous is all baloney and it's all, it's only anti-vax. Hey. Uh, crazy. I can answer now, right? Yeah. Can I answer now? Yeah. If yeah, you yes, saw. Please. Every single person you just mentioned, if you sum total the number of patients they've treated for COVID, it will equal zero. And I've treated over 6,000 patients. So uh, you have to know who you're talking to. And I have no Nagias except the loss of my life. Now, what I'm going to tell you is the following. That yes, there's been a very coordinated effort to suppress life-saving information. Drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which are the safest medications in the history of medicine, have been suppressed, and you can't even get them in Israel. Um, Doctors who dare to say something that is against the narrative are being deplatformed, including world experts, like Dr. Malone, for example, who developed the mRNA vaccine, said something against the narrative, was deplatformed from every media uh, platform. Can you tell me why? And then can you tell me why there is suppression of of knowledge of side effects about this poison death shot? And then tell me why there's this incredible coercion, psychological pressure, and now using force to compel people to take the shot. You should be answering that question, not me. There is a coordinated effort here. And Israel's leading the way. Excuse me, the VIRS data in the United States is also not really showing the numbers that, that you're saying okay. either. Okay, now you started. VIRS data shows as of today 11,000 dead people and 450,000 adverse events. First of all, that's not enough. What's your threshold of death? No, and that's a red- Okay, theirs is already admitting to that. There's a CDC whistleblower that just said it's not 11,000, but it's 45,000. 
that's not enough. And then there's a 2009 Harvard study that said only 1% of actual events are reported. Now I can make an argument that perhaps rashes are reported at a much lower rate than death. So for the benefit of the doubt, let's say, let's say 20% of deaths are being reported and I'm being very generous. So if you take 45,000, according to the whistleblower, or even if you take 11,000 to what they admit, so the number is either 50,000, it's like the Haggadah, 50,000 or 200,000, you choose. And then there are two other problems with theirs. I have colleagues that lost patients from the vaccine. They try to file reports. The, the system rejects their reports for no reason. And is the other problem, and I have evidence for this as well, that reports that were filed are now being scrubbed off the system and you can't even find them. So even if you, by the way, this is not a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy, not a theory. You know, 18 months ago, if I would have told you that COVID-19 is a bioweapon, you would say I'm a conspiracy theorist. You know, Noah in the Bible was a conspiracy theorist until it rained. So right now, if I tell you that this is an artificially made bioweapon, it's not a, it's a conspiracy, but not a theory. Everyone agrees that this is artificially made. And I even, I, have, I know exactly when it was made and I know the patent numbers associated with the modifications. In, two, in, in 1999, Dr. Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina modified a bat coronavirus in, on a surface protein in order that it should infect human beings. Then that research became illegal in America. It got sent by the American taxpayer dollars and by Fauci to Wuhan, where that research continued and until they figured out a way to modify this virus to make it extremely more destructive to human lungs and to cause blood clots. So they took an artificial, a naturally occurring virus and slowly made two changes to it over time. It took them 22 years to uh, 20 years to, to modify that it should infect humans. And then when it does infect humans, that it should destroy tissue. Now, no one's saying I'm a conspiracy theorist. People are saying it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy to commit genocide. It's so hard for Jewish people to believe that there could be a group of people willing to destroy It's a war against God. There's two ways of looking at life. Either you look at a, a human being is made in the image of God. If you're made in the image of God, that means your life has sanctity. If you have, your life has sanctity, then you have human rights. And if you have human rights, it's not your business or my business to decide how many people should be on the planet and who should live or die. Right? The other system, the let's call it the... Um, the Darwin eugenic system, but it actually goes back to kind. But that system says basically who who is on top of the dominant hierarchy of life, those that have the biggest survival benefit. That inevitably leads to three categories of people, the Ubermensch, the Mensch, and the Untermensch. If you apply that 80 years ago, the Ubermensch were these Nazis who were descendants of Aryan gods who felt it was in their uh, prerogative their right to decide who lives or dies. So the mention, which were the Anglo-Saxons, 
the Europeans, could live and be slaves. And the untermenschen, the Jews, the Slavs, handicapped, gypsies, political prisoners, those needed to become dust. So it sounds like a fairy tale, except that it killed 200 million people. And it's the same exact thing now, except that it's not anti-Semitic. Right now, it's a completely different. There's a group of people that feel that they've evolved into a higher level of consciousness that in, in their new intelligence and insight allows them to determine these things. I don't think they evolved. I think they're devolved pagans. I think they've become the, Mamash what the Torah calls, these avodazorniks from before, Balpeor or Molech. There's no difference from that. I understand, but but let's not let's not. We just we just want to, the CDC itself is 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 also Mr. Biden is also running a, a vaccination program. Also, let's, let's, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, let's say I'm against the program, but but you know you can you can scream over here, but your people okay. in America are taking off. Okay. There are 200 million people who are okay. took the vaccines. I'm sorry, that's all. That's all. So then let me tell you about the CDC. President Trump made an executive order that every single American should have access to hydroxychloroquine. That order right. went to uh, Health and Human Services, Secretary Azar, and that eventually ended up at the CDC um, by Dr. Rick Bright. And that what Dr. Rick Bright did, instead of using the right to try legislation that would have made access to this medication to every human, every actually every American and every human being around the world, because the biggest complaint I got from Israel was, well, your CDC, your FDA is not approving it because every other, especially the Israeli government are mamish puppets to whatever the Americans do. So because the Americans weren't willing to do it, Israel wasn't willing to do. And so what did they do? They created an executive use authorization that restricted and limited access to only hospitalized patients, effectively cutting it off from uh, patients in the, out, in the outpatient setting at home. This has been documented by the Dr. Rick Bright himself in a documentary called Totally Under Control. These are not my words, those are his words. And furthermore, uh, then they took away the emergency use authorization of hydroxychloroquine and they used the Lancet study that showed that hydroxychloroquine kills people. The problem with that study was that it was fraud. And the Lancet had to retract that study because it was based on data that didn't exist. But the, but the FDA and the CDC used that study after it was retracted to revoke the emergency use authorization. And the reason why is that if, someone has, if a drug has emergency use authorization, other drugs can't. And three weeks later, remdesivir made by Gilead Pharmaceuticals received an emergency use author authorization and a $3 billion contract. And remdesivir showed no benefit. It reduced hospital stay by five days, but with no survival benefit and cost $3,200 a patient and IV. The drugs that I was using was cost 20 cents a pill at home and reduced death and hospitalization by 84%. That means they reduced the market share for remdesivir by 84%. So the CDC is not an authority to me. You know, according to the NIH right now, 
you're not supposed to treat COVID unless you're in the hospital and your oxygen is less than 92%. Now, this is a, a advice and recommendations of, of a government that wants you to die. After 18 months and dozens of studies that have shown an 85% on average benefit of healing, avoiding hospitalization and death, and you have a government agency still making that recommendation, they've completely lost all credibility. Yes, our governments are corrupt. Yes, our governments have conspired. Do you know, if I was organizing this, I would come to a world leader. I would come to Bibi or, or Bennett and say, listen, quiet. Here is $500 million. Uh, I'll put it in an account that you'll know, no one can trace. Just listen to us. And if you don't, we're gonna kill your family. By the way, if you look historically, right? 20% of the Yidin left Mitzrayim, they say, one shit. And then there was a door of Midbar that died, a certain percentage, right? So I don't know, 50%, let's say. So only one out of 10 Jews left Egypt and made it to Israel. What that means is only 10% of our people are capable of making the psychological transition from the psychological transition from slavery to redemptive thinking. That's what the problem is here. It's a, it's a collision of two systems that cannot coexist. A God-centered consciousness versus Avodah Nothing new is under the sun. It's all the same thing. It's just the battlefield now is COVID-19. All right. So that is um, Zev Zelenko, and you're not going to hear that on the mainstream media. And... Uh, you're listening to one of the brightest guys in America and a very spiritual man. And uh, he is describing reality to you. If you have a hard time with that, then you just have a hard time with that. Don't know how to help you. Uh, you, you can pray about that. You can sort it out. You can talk to other people. But uh, what's going on, some people just aren't getting, uh, a lot of people aren't getting what's going on. And a lot of people are going to be dying, and a lot of people are dying. I don't think I'll have time to get to it today, but there are a lot of people that are dying that uh, shouldn't be dying, and they're not keeping track of them as COVID-related. But uh, that's what's just going on in our country. Uh, people are dying prematurely, whether they're it's in their 70s or whether they're in their, uh, their 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 or 17, they're dying, and they're dying from the jab. And uh, they didn't need to happen. They also died from getting put on remdesivir and, and put, put on, uh, on the ventilator. So what's happening is there's a concerted effort to kill people, can pill, kill people through putting toxins in our body, through the jab, putting toxins in our body, through uh, putting sticks up our noses, putting toxins in our body, graphene oxide specifically through uh, if you look up into the skies every day, those are not jet airliner streams. Those are sprays that they're spraying into our system. And when you have graphene oxide and nanoparticles in your system, you can be tracked. And, and uh, artificial intelligence mechanisms can have an influence in your life, track you, monitor you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, okay. I want to mention uh, some other people. Plumbing doctor, I was just communicating with Ted. Holmes runs a plumbing doctor. I got to get my car worked on. He's going to try to find me a vehicle. I may be driving around in a plumbing doctor van. Uh, 
But the plumbing doctors working in the Yuba Sutter area, they have been for a number of years now. They're at 530-671-9111. They will meet your plumbing needs, and they will get there quick, and they will do it anytime you want them to do it. It's better if you do it in office hours, regular hours, but uh, sometimes you just got to deal with it when you got to deal with it, and uh, they will be there for you. Also, uh, Dave Granite's Construction, we're all working this weekend at the uh, E Street Project putting in windows. So Dave Granite's and all these con- a lot of these people that I mentioned are going to be over there in some capacity. And uh, Dave Granite's Construction is a specialist in windows, in, not windows, but he can do windows, but he's a specialist in uh, kitchens and baths. And uh, I see people post some of his work on the uh, now. He used to post it all himself. Now other people are posting. I saw a Greg Davy painting post post one the other day because Greg does all the painting on the uh, on Greenitz Construction remodels, and then he's also doing the painting on the E Street project at six twelve E. So somebody said, Lou, what 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 building is that? I can't figure out what building it is. Well, we took the numbers off. Of, I had some numbers painted on there, and now we painted over them. So we'll be putting some new numbers on the building so you can find find it. Uh, so anyway, Greenwich Construction, you can reach them at 530-682-9602. You know, if you're going to spend $10,000, $20,000, $40,000 on a remodel, new kitchen remodel, new bathroom remodel, uh, my approach is I want the best, you know, I, I want, I, I don't want to have any regrets. I want it to be done. Well, I want to have, I want to have some really great input on the design features. They've been doing it. That's what they do. when people do it every day, every day, every day, they know what doesn't work and what works. So greenitzconstruction.com, green with ETZ on the end, greenitzconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Facebook page. Uh, they will that you'll see the before and after shots, and that's better than I can do any adjectives that I can add. Uh, I do I can tell you that uh, all these guys I'm talking about and Lady, my friend Nellie, are all very honest people, good people. Uh, will do a great job for you and are passionate about their work. They love their work, and uh, so if you're looking for someone in that field in remodel field, Greenitz Construction can take care of you. Also. Uh, Wanted to mention Monty Hecker, who is busy, busy, busy. Every time I talk to him, Monty says, I need workers. Find me some workers. People want to work. They want to work in the guard business all over Northern California. Uh, our, our nation is becoming lawless. And when you have a lawless situation, uh, you need help. You need help keeping your stuff, your stuff, and keeping people out of your property. And I see, I drive out Federal Boulevard every, every uh, day. Uh, delivering some refugees out to work at Knight's Grapevine Nursery, and I see incredibly weird stuff going on all over the place. People with stealing cars, cars being taken apart on the side of the street, stuff being dumped on the side of the road. It just It's lawless out there, folks. It's just lawless. And we need all the help we can get. Elite Universal Security can provide that. If you need help with your farm, with your business, with your government agency, or with your home, you just got some weird stuff happening at your home. Monty Hecker can help you if you'll call 530-749-0280. Some of you, I know, want to get a, a, a concealed weapon permit, or you want to learn how to handle a weapon, or you want to learn how to handle a taser or some of the chemicals. 
to protect yourself. You know, there's just crazy stuff going on. Carjackings, uh, house invasions, home invasions. So uh, Elite Universal Security can help you get all that and help you use a gun. They got their own, they have their own shooting range. They are located in Yuba County, but if you're located in another county, they will help you uh, go to work. They'll put you to work. So uh, give them a shot, and they'll they'll make room for you, and they'll train you. They'll they'll do what they can to get you up and going, and right where you're living. You don't have to move to Yuba County to go to work for them. So give them a call at five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. Go to their website eliteuniversalsecurity.com. You'll learn all about them. And uh, we're going to take a break here. I, I'm going to sh- cut this short. I think we're we're about. Yeah, we're about there, so we need to cut it short. I got, I ran long in the last one, so we'll be right back for our final segment. You could see that Pierre did truly love the Mademoiselle, and now the young Monsieur and Madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. What's a man? What's a woman? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Political prostitutes won't answer the question, but I will. First of all, no one can change his or her sex chromosomes. Science does not support the notion that male brains are feminized. Transgenderism is not biologically based. Irrefutable science establishes if you've inherited a Y chromosome from your biological father, you're male. If not, you're female. That's the answer. And surgery isn't the so-called solution. Among all transgenders, 41% are suicidal, and between 61 and 90% have recognized mental illnesses. See more at my blog. Just enter XY to see facts the lying left won't admit. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. Imagine the best school teachers making millions of dollars a year, making more than star baseball players. That's already happening in one country. It's something I learned from the PBS series School Incorporated. Here's part two of the Stossel shortened version of a documentary made by Andrew Colson. Wouldn't it be great if the best teachers earned that same remuneration and that same recognition? Well, here in Korea, they do. Mr. Choi is a national star. A lot of students have fallen in love with his lectures. In the past, students from outside Seoul had to come take these classes during vacation. But as internet technology improved, kids got the opportunity to listen to great lectures in the comfort of their own homes. There aren't really many celebrity teachers, so we have to take online courses. He was like a celebrity to us, and he actually helped me with the subjects that I did not really do well on. He helps a lot of people. On on average, over 100,000 students taking my lessons. That's how he makes millions. And since these most popular teachers make the most money... Teachers compete within the market to become, like, entertaining and educative at the same time, you know? Teachers competing to be entertaining and educational. That happens in the private education market. Government schools, they're different. 
public high schools, the salary is seniority-based. In government schools, the best teachers don't make more money. Mr. Choi is thankful for private schooling. To be able to share the things that you know and get paid for doing that is actually a miracle. America's private school sector is not yet that robust. But there are now some charter schools that do make a big difference. One of Oakland's worst schools was gradually turned in to the highest scoring school in California. Every racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic subgroup of students at these schools easily outperforms its statewide peers. And all of them beat the average for wealthier white students. The high school has topped the Washington Post's list of the nation's best. Jamila transferred here in seventh grade. The charter was different from her government-run school. It was just a really big transition because the school that I went to, they actually gave me a textbook and put us in the back of the classroom to learn and teach ourselves. But the enemies of choice keep trying to kill off their competition. They fight charter schools, vouchers, school tax credits, education savings accounts. They say charter schools are unaccountable because they're not run by the state. But real accountability really comes from government regulators. Regulators may sleep on the job or take bribes or just follow meaningless rules. Real accountability happens when parents get to choose which school gets their money. If there were no regulations at all, wouldn't some private schools try to take advantage of families? And wouldn't the most likely victims be children whose parents had little schooling themselves? Here in India, a lot of schools are taking advantage of poor families. Back in 1999, a team of researchers made surprise visits to schools around the country. In village after village, they found one type of school that consistently had the worst facilities and the least learning. Most had leaking roofs and barely any had drinking water. And if you're wondering why anyone would pay for that kind of service, it turns out there's a good reason. They have to. The findings I just described are for public schools. That is what happens in the government schools. The teachers, there isn't anyone who's, who's going to be held accountable. This teacher talked with a public school teacher. I said that, oh, so what's been going on with you? And she said, oh, I managed to get a government job. My life is set. And I said, well, set in what ways? She said, well, I'm never going to be fired. This is a job for life and it pays me well. And I don't even have to go. She hasn't been to school for last year and a half since she was posted there. Colson then interviews British education professor James Tooley. Tooley traveled the world to research how the poorest people educate kids. He went to the slums of India. And I found something which, which changed my life. I found a private school, a low-cost private school, in those days charging the equivalent of about one US dollar per month. I found one, and then a second, and a third, and soon I found this federation of low-cost private schools. When he told his fellow educators about that, they dismissed his discovery. What you found is a couple of businessmen ripping off the poor. And anyway, it's only happening in Hyderabad in India. We know about it. It's a small thing, you know. And I thought, ripping off the poor, but that's not what I've seen there. I've seen dedicated entrepreneurs who are running schools. They come in on their, their weekends and run science fairs. You think, okay, this must be charity. Maybe the mosques are supporting them. Some NGO, some non-government non organization is supporting them. When you see 5, 10, 15, and you hear of 500 of these schools, you realize that can't be the case. There has to be a financially sustainable business model. 
I, I talked to a lot of parents. I said, you know, you're, you're poor, you know. Why are you spending money on the private schools when the government schools are free? I'll never forget. One said, in the, in the government schools, our children are abandoned. And sure enough, I went to see one of these government schools. 130 children sitting on the floor. It's a government school just around the corner from here. 130 children, all bright-eyed, eager to learn, eager to welcome this stranger in their midst, doing nothing, abandoned. There are government school regulators. Tuli interviewed them, and they admitted that they take bribes. Yeah, they were quite upfront about it. They came, they sat in the office, they sat in a comfortable desk, they took the money. They didn't even bother to look in the school. They had a nice cup of hot chai, and uh, off they went. Dozens of scientific studies have now looked at these budget private schools in India and elsewhere. And what most of them find is that private schools are outperforming government schools that spend three or four times as much per pupil. These parents care about their schooling. They said, why are there only 10 computers? Why was a teacher absent last week? They care. They're paying money. And because they're paying, they will keep the schools accountable. That's a very important thing, which you mess with at your peril. That's just a sample of Andrew Colson's three-part PBS series, School Inc. You can watch the whole thing on the Free to Choose Network's YouTube page. Clown. Don't let nobody pay me cheap. I got since more than Time's a little off this time, but uh, we'll, we'll finish up with a full 20 minutes. And uh, thank you for hanging in there. I wanted to mention, I haven't mentioned these guys in a while, right in the midst of COVID, all kinds of people were, were shut out of schools. And then many teachers were wanting to quit school because they were being told to teach things that were against their own conscience about uh, teach kids it's all right to be transsexual or homosexual or uh weird sexually many genders suggest they didn't have the right gender so we had both uh, parents leaving the education system and we had people uh, teachers leaving the education system so uh, a group put a group put a, a school together called the embassy private education center and uh, the the idea was to find a building around the two counties the two Yuba and Sutter counties are two cities, Yuba City, Marysville, and it was just very difficult to find a suitable building to put a school in without much adjustment or without phenomenal cost. So it ended up being stashed, uh, squeezed in, shoehorned in at Church of Glad Tidings at 1179 Eager Road in Yuba City. And uh, so Embassy Private Educational Center started and uh, that started September 21 of last year. I don't know how many pe people they have in it. If you're interested and you need a, uh, an alternative to the, uh, you don't want to do homeschool, for instance, and you, or you want to do partial school and homeschool, or you want to do all uh, in-class school, no masks, no, none of the baloney, um, you can look up M Embassy Private Education Center on the website at churchofgladtidings.com. Just hover over ministries, click on Embassy Private Education Center, or they call it EPEC. EPEC. Uh, you, it tells all about how to get involved, how to, how to enroll. You can enroll online. It tells the cost. It tells the days of the week that it operates, what times. 
what their philosophy, their educational philosophy is. It's being uh, directed by a, a married couple, the uh, John and Vicki Tade, T-A-D-E, not Tate or Wade, it's Tade. And they are really wonderful people and uh, great background, uh, military background for John. And also then he became a teacher after the military and, and Vicki educator, both of them educators, wonderful people, spiritual people, loving people, honest people. So if, if you're having trouble with your children or you're having trouble, you just need, you need something new. The other, I'll give you a couple others that I've heard good things about. And that's the uh, school at, uh, North, uh, Bible Baptist on North Bill road, Bible Baptist on North Bill road. They built a big new facility out there. I have a friend that has her two boys out there. She's very happy. And she took them out of a Kynox school. She had a terrible experience at Marysville Joint Unified School District. I'm sure they were, they, uh, you know, I, I won't, I, I don't have time to get sidetracked on. I'll just say that there are a lot of new life school on Arboga and J street. I think it's J or Aboga and K. You can't miss it. It's right next to New Life Church. There's a school there. I heard they had uh, openings there. They have run for I don't know how many years, decades. They've been going at a school out there, graduated, all kinds of wonderful kids. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. I'm sure there's other ones. There's uh, elementary school, St. Isidore's. They're they're planning on adding a high school um, or, or the... Um, the Berkey families and, and a, com a committee of people are putting together, a, I think, a Catholic or a Christian high school uh, towards the sometime this year. They're working on it. Uh, and I don't know whether it's going to come under the umbrella of St. Isidore's or not, but it's going to be a great school, they say. So and knowing the Berkeys, it will be. So there's a lot of alternatives. Please don't just be resolute about, oh, it's just easier just to leave them where they are. Please don't do that. They're your kids, for goodness sakes, and they're not learning what they need to learn. By the way, uh, today, uh, as this is coming up on Saturday, uh, if you're around and you could even attend three or four hours of it, the the California Peace, Office, Peace Officers and Sheriffs Association they're called the California Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers. They are teaching about the Constitution, and they got some of the top people in the country teaching at Glad Tidings today. And they might just let you dip in on the last several hours if you're just hearing this for the first time. It's at uh, it's from eight in the morning till four in the afternoon. Chris Ann Hall, who is amazing, I would want my kids taught by her. She is brilliant, and she's the greatest teacher I've heard on the Constitution. Uh, and there are some good ones out there. The, the Macaulay people are good. Jake Macaulay and his, his son and other people involved in his group. There's a lot of good people. I'm just saying that they're right here in town live. And uh, Sheriff Mack is going to be here. He's, he's created the Constitutional Sheriff Association in the United States to teach sheriffs their constitutional uh, authority that they have. And because a lot of them don't know what what authority they have. And in fact, Sheriff Mack withstood the Clinton administration, fought them in court, went to the Supreme Court, and I think is the only guy living that whipped the Clintons. So uh, he's going to be there. And so it should be a great day. If you can get out there, if you listen to this super early in the morning, you could get out there, you could, you could, there, there's an extra lunch. You, lunch was included in the $49 fee. But I know there were some um, sponsorships for young people. 
And uh, what I mean by young people, I'd say high school on up into college age kids, uh, they, they will, you can go there for free. They were, somebody came up with some money and was going to let a lot of people in for free. So I don't know whether you're going to hear this soon enough, uh, but, uh, but that's a great opportunity. And Embassy Private Education Center definitely is focusing on those high points in their ongoing schooling. So give them a shout if you want to move your kids over there. I heard of someone the other day said that their child was, I forget what age, they could not read. And uh, they're assigning a lady in the church, a retired school teacher that's an expert on teaching people to read, to help him. You know, they're just, when you have a community of, ed- of people, loving people and educating people, and it's not just a job. Uh, and, and I'm not putting down teachers. I have a lot of good teacher friends that have taught in the public system that are wonderful. They're loving. They're, they got good morals. And uh, they're just, uh, you know, they're stuck. They're stuck in the same system the kids are. So um, let's see. I was talking about um, just trying to see what what to focus on. Mike Mike Adams, who has nature natural news, and he's on all the various alternative platforms, is talking about the sudden death event and the fact that there's an ongoing attack against people and wanting to thin the population. Now this isn't a conspiracy when it's happening to you. So it's uh, different people, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, the world economic forum, the United Nations um, agenda. And, and it's not, a, that's not my term. That's the United Nations agenda 21, the United Nations agenda 230. Those are their terms that are not my terms, and they are projecting what needs to happen in the world to keep it to keep it healthy. And what they're saying is we need to eliminate 7 billion people. How do you do that? We're seeing it happen right now. You're convincing people to inject themselves repeatedly with poison. That will kill you. They're, if you go to the hospital, they're going to put you on remdesivir, or they're going to put you on a vent, and that's going to kill you. Uh, they're going to put stuff in the food. That's going to kill you. They're put spraying stuff in the sky. That's killing you. It's just on and on and on and on. And uh, they're killing babies left and right as fast as they can. They're killing babies. Now they want to be able to kill them after they're born, not partial birth. That's after they're born. They're out of the womb. They're living. They're breathing. They're smiling. They're kicking their little feet and, and waving their hands and arms. And they're they're giving they're wanting to eliminate those, so there is a, a mission, and this isn't just people with a different political pl- belief. I don't know whether you heard uh, Lara, uh, oh, I can't remember her last name. She was on the show last week. He talked about in the. Uh, she talked about in Ukraine that there a lot of the Ukrainian military are Satanists. And they have Satanists, uh, you know, like the, the uh, Nazi markings or Satanist markings. That's where that came from. It didn't come from the Nazis. It came up with the Satanists. Uh, and so we have it's evil. It's not just some political perspective. It's evil. Um, so what's happening is globalists like Klaus Schwab Gates, they're they're wanting to eliminate people, and they're trying to eliminate people. Really, a lot of people in the brown parts of the world, the brown continents, Africa, 
Latin America, India. So Mike, Mike uh, Adams says the left-wing Marxists running America are actually members of a satanic death cult. They se- celebrate death, which is why they celebrate post-birth abortions, murdering humans up to 28 days after they are born. They even celebrate mass death of billions in the name of saving the planet which explains how we got to this current situation, which nearly every government in the world is now weaponized against its own citizens. Can you imagine this? I, I have people tell me every day, I've, I've never imagined I would be in America and seeing this happen where the United States of America is forcing people to be injected to die. And, and all kids are dying. You're seeing Zelenko talk about it. There's several clips on this show today, talking people dying left and right. There's a, I have an article here that says uh, depopulation confirmed, and the spike in deaths. They can they can note the the spike uh, date in deaths, and it w- it began right with the injections. I'm telling you. So um, says the sad, blatant truth. Mike Adams says, he's a great writer, he said, the sad, blatant truth is that we all, we are all going to have to come to grips with people dying all around us, and that's happening in my life. I've had numbers of people die that had no purpose in dying. They did not have uh, killer diseases, big killer diseases. They just dropped dead after taking the shot. This includes people who know, you know, people you love, people you once considered friends, neighbors, co-workers, etc. The next two years, watch the next two years, many of these people will face extreme food, food scarcity, scarcity and panic. Their personalities will transform into something you and I no longer recognize. They will change from being friends to looters in many cases, and some will resort to violence to get the food they need. They're talking about already, it, it's not some offshoot, Biden's talking about it. Food scarcity. There's no reason they're going to create food scarcity. And you think, well, how are they going to do that? They're going to pay farmers to to not grow things. They're going to pay farmers to disc under. They're going to they're going to contrive the bird flu and kill off all the chickens. That'd be very simple. You think, oh, I've never heard of such a thing, Lou. You can't just go kill off all the chickens. I I've been in Asia many times where you could not buy an egg. I'm talking Asia when we've taken teams in there and they they said oh we're not serving eggs here now because we killed off all the chickens because we have avian flu or the bird flu listen people it's serious as a heart attack as someone once said so uh they can they uh, i've had my friend uh, ted Ulbrich in cambodia they raise rabbits they raise fish they raise all kinds of things to feed orphans and they raised um quail and uh, as soon as they got their quail going, I think it was quail or some other kind of bird. As soon as they would get them going really good, they'd have a bird flu outbreak, have to kill all the birds. So there's going to be things that are contrived. Both Jeff Bezos, Amazon Jeff Bezos, and Microsoft Bill Gates. Now, Bill Gates actually says he's never made so much money as, as injecting people with drugs. Gates and Bezos are all are both advocating no no more beef from cattle. That'll be manufactured beef from blood that they draw from somewhere. It's it's gnarly. But I'm telling you it's 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 out there. 
It isn't like something you're going to read in some backwater weird spot. You're going to it's it's posted all you can watch it on Nature, Nature News. Just go to Nature News. Subscribe to Nature News emails. It'll blow your minds. It'll blow your mind. Uh, it's talking about, he said, over the next decade, an estimated one to two billion people will die. I want you to watch this. There's over 7 billion, I don't know, 7.5 maybe billion. He said they're saying 1.2 billion. Zelenko's saying the same thing. 1.2, uh, a lot of top-notch people uh, are saying 1.2 billion will die across the planet from vaccinated induced injuries and sudden death. They may not be a, a, a pointed that way or or labeled that way but you're going to see a huge spike of death across the world this outcome is already baked in and cannot be reversed by any known treatment in other words people have been injected it's over for them millions have already died at least 1.1 million are already dead in the united states alone but the final death count from these vaccines will be measured in the billions farmers are being paid by the united states department of agriculture to already destroy crops and to create famine. You think, you know, so I'm just going to say this because, and I'm not going to say I'm sorry like a lot of people talk, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I, I, I'm not going to, I, I'm going to tell you the truth that I'm going to keep telling the truth until they just say you can't be on here anymore. Uh, there's engineered food scarcity. Now, right now, they engineered food scarcity because I cannot ship across the Pacific Ocean to Cambodia because the Chinese have the, the shipping all screwed up. That's engineered. We cannot get the food that we we're delivering into Cambodia. We we're sending two or three 40-foot containers of humanitarian food. It is so expensive. I'm talking about going from like 3000 to 15000 to ship one container. It's ridiculous. So uh, these are going to be engineered food shortages. At the federal level, every effort is being made to destroy food production, including USDA paying farmers, etc. We talked about that. I don't want to go over and over. There's, there's going to be some videos on it. Um, okay, I want to get down here. We got, oh, shoot, we only got three minutes. Let me see if I can find this. Um, depopulation starting. For the past two years, listen to this. This is on Nature News, Natural News. We were told that the answer to the Wuhan virus pandemic and, and the thing that would save lives was everyone taking the Operation Warp Speed vaccines, in quotes. It turns out, however, that the population growth in the United States has reached an all-time low ever since the jabs were introduced. In 2021, the year when most of the fully vaccinated got their jabs, the U.S. saw its population growth reach the lowest in history, lowest levels. The growth, growth rate. This is according to the latest Census Bureau uh, info. The year before, 2020, was not much better as the population growth rate in America has been declining for some time. But things really ramped up in the depopulation department right after the cure for the Fauci flu was introduced on a broad scale. U.S. growth didn't slowly fade away. It slipped and slipped and then fell off the cliff, wrote Derek Thompson in The Atlantic. The 2010s were already demographically stagnant. Every year from 2011 to 2017, the U.S. grew by only 2 million people. In 2020, the U.S. grew by just 1.1 million. Last year, we added only 393,000. What is going on? Thompson answered by saying his own questions in a roundabout 
answer his own question in a roundabout way by pointing out that the vast majority of deaths in America occurred after the shots were released. He adds that they were particularly concentrated in 2021. Last year, deaths exceeded births in record high numbers in U.S. counties. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. So it says the fake vaccines have the HIV genome. Did you know that? That the we've had top-notch people talking on this uh, podcast before. They they have HIV in in some of the booster shots, and uh, embedded it's embedded in the spike protein. Fauci is a major shareholder. Do you know uh, uh, Fauci actually has the patent on the SARS-CoV-2? He owns the patent. He, in other words, he created it. In the lab, Fauci is a major shareholder in all of these uh, financial interests, major conflict of interest, along with being a mass murder. Vaccines are designed to prevent immunity, prevent immunity. Got it? Prevent immunity, not bestow it. This includes mRNA jabs. Vaccines do this by throwing the immune system off balance so it uh, attacks the body. You know, there's a number of illnesses where the illness actually, I've had people explain, said, Lou, my immune system is actually fighting against me. It's going to create pharma clients for life. When you were sick or you have an injury or infection, your body temporarily produces antibodies to cope with the problem. Vaccines hijack this process and chronically hyperstimulate the production of antibodies, causing severe inflammation. If you know anything about disease, it all can be traced back to when your body gets in super inflamed. This is very harmful, very fatal. All right, we're done today, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and we will uh, catch up with you next week. God bless you. I see trees that green, red roses too. I see them bloom. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies are blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, 